This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And it is Tuesday, November 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy said Monday bars and restaurants must halt indoor dining from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. beginning Thursday in an attempt to control a resurgence of the coronavirus. We need to change our mindset. We need to shake off the pandemic fatigue that we all feel, Murphy said at a news conference in Trenton yesterday. Takeout and outdoor dining may continue past 10 p.m. Another change allows restaurants to seat tables closer than six feet apart if there is a barrier. He also said that all indoor interstate athletic events will be prohibited. There is not for, This is not forever and always. We basically have a six-month window to beat the virus into the ground, he said. Bar and restaurant owners say they have taken a lot of precautions but are bracing themselves for cold weather and even more restrictions. For restaurants that have finally seen a decent turnout at their socially distanced bars, it will be frustrating to now have to turn people away again. The new restrictions come as the coronavirus rate of the infection and the number of cases climbs higher in New Jersey and across the country. Over the past seven days, an average of about 2,000 people per day have been infected by the virus, up from a rate of 370 per day in August. Murphy said the state is entering a second wave of the outbreak, which has led to a death toll of 14,629 people since the pandemic began. Health officials have said that indoor settings make it easier for the virus to spread compared with outdoors, and Murphy has long promised to return to closures if the virus came load spiked again. During the hours they are allowed to be open, bars and restaurants will be subject to indoor dining restriction uh, capacity of 25%. Do you know why 10 o'clock, how they arrived at 10 o'clock is the time to shut things down? Uh, no. The, the, no. Like, why is that? You said 10 to 5 a.m. and I was like, I, I assume that's diners they're talking about that stay open until 5 oh, a.m.? And like bars and stuff oh, like okay. that, you know, past, I guess, um, you know, because with, I guess you can, I mean, people are getting around it where they're ordering like an appetizer or something, uh, but still okay. sitting and lingering and drinking. I got you. So um, I guess they're trying to shut that down and, and that's the reason for the timing. But yeah, 10 p.m. to, to 5 a.m., but they can continue with the um, takeout orders. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration said Monday it issued an emergency use authorization for Eli Lilly and Company's monoclonal antibody t- uh, therapy to treat mild to moderate coronavirus infections in adults and children. The single antibody treatment must be infused in a hospital or other healthcare setting. It is the first monoclonal antibody to be authorized for use in treating coronavirus. The idea is to kickstart an immune response against the infection. Uh, the antibodies are laboratory-made proteins that mimic the immune system's ability to fight off harmful antigens such as the virus. The FDA's emergency authorization um, provides healthcare professionals on the front line of this pandemic with another potential tool in treating COVID-19 patients, said Dr. Patricia Cavazzoni, the acting director of the FDA's Center for Drug Evaluation and Research. FDA authorization was based on a study published in the New England Journal of Medicine in October. It found the treatment seemed to lower the risk of hospitalization and ease some symptoms in a small number of patients with mild to moderate cases of COVID-19. The phase two trial involved 452 patients, some who received the treatment and some who got a placebo, which does nothing. Only 1.6% 
50% of the patients given the treatment had symptoms progress enough that they had to be hospitalized or seek care in an emergency room. For patients who got the placebo, the rate of hospitalization was 6.3%. The Cherry Hill School District said on Monday that it has been notified of three dozen new positive COVID-19 cases in the district. Superintendent Dr. Joseph Maloche said in a letter to families, the news came from the Camden County Department of Health. The positive cases are in children ages 7 to 18 and include multiple schools in the district. The superintendent said although they are already uh, they are ready to welcome students back into their building, the district is delaying the launch of their hybrid learning model until Monday, November 30th. He also asked that parents continue to screen their children and make every effort to halt the spread of the virus. As a community, we must be diligent in all aspects of the choices that we make and in our attentions, Maloche said. In sports this morning... <laughs> In Monday Night Football, the New England Patriots came back to beat the New York Jets 30-27 to last night in the Meadowlands. The Patriots were facing a 10-point def- deficit in the fourth quarter against the winless Jets, but came back and ended a four-game losing streak. The Jets fell to 0-9 on the season. And 2017 Masters winner Sergio Garcia announced that he has withdrawn from this year's tournament after testing positive for COVID-19. It will be Garcia's first missed major since the 1999 U.S. Open. Yesterday on Twitter, Garcia wrote, after 21 years of not missing a major championship, I will sadly miss the Masters this week. The important thing is that my family and I are feeling good. We'll come back stronger and give the green jacket a go next April. The 2020 Masters, which was postponed from its usual April slot because of the coronavirus pandemic, will begin on Thursday. I am feeling good, and I hope you are too. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome. It's a beautiful morning. It is. It looks gorgeous out. It does, yeah. Beautiful sunrise. We're going to have a nice day. Soak it in, as we said, because. It's the last of this great stretch of weather. There may be another little resurgence. We'll have to wait and see. But as for now, uh, it changes. So, But it's going to be absolutely gorgeous today. 74 degrees and partly cloudy skies. Uh, let me see. What do we have? We have um, a couple of things going on. We have uh, a guest that's going to be joining us. Eric Bazilian calling him from Sweden. We actually talked to him at the beginning of quarantine, just when we were checking in with friends and seeing how things were going. And he was in Sweden at that time. He's yeah. still in Sweden. And he had a hell of a phone connection from what I remember. It sounded great. I'm like, get that phone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he's got a new song called uh, Heaven Ain't Gonna Save Us. And uh, we'll talk to him about that later on this morning. Just checking and see how he's doing. Uh, we also have, ooh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to Laura Payne, our friend from Mana, because Pie in the Sky has begun. And that is... Man, their pies are so good. I think I ordered like six pies last year <laughs> because, uh, some, like, you my, gift them? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And then we had a couple as well. Of course. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Is it true that um, charity pies have no calories? Is that yeah, what I read? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, they're negative. And, and if you pick them up at a yeah. place where they conduct wakes, as I do. Yes, me that's, too. That's, that's the pickup place. Wait, over. Do you're you have... in Belmont? Yeah, yeah. yeah me too. It's, it's at the, uh, the funeral home. The funeral yeah. home. Wow. And uh, it's lovely. It is really and nice. so contemplative. It's, it's a lovely place. Picking up your pies. It's a place for a pie pickup. It's not like, by the way, to calm your nerves, the, the, the pies aren't rested on a body. Right. No, right. they're right uh, next they're, to the yeah, bodies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, but, but they have pickups all over the place. Yeah. Ours, is, that, that's the best part about it. Ours is at a senior center. So okay. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, they, they're great pies. It's an amazing cause. So we'll talk to Laura about 
all that. Maybe I don't know what the flavors are that are available this year, so we'll find out from her. It's actually it's good stuff. And the only thing that sucks, man, is she usually comes by here when I she's know. promoting this and brings a bunch of badass pies <laughs> with her. But with that, and we uh, we thank Jenny's Cookies and yeah. Cream. Who are going to be bringing by some stuff this morning? Will we have some oh. stuff to give away? Well, I, hope, so I hope. There, I hope, there I hope. are um, giveaways. some giveaways. Good, but, but I also I want you to read. See this highlighted part. Read that sentence. Yeah. Real quick. Okay. okay. I will real quick here. It okay. says um, so. If you are interested <laughs> in, um, do you want me, should I read the whole thing? Giving sure. the gifts of yummy fresh baked cookies is the perfect way to spread holiday cheer. Visit Jenny'sCookies.com to send handmade cookies to everyone on your list. For WMMR listeners only, though, use the code. Annabelle <laughs> to receive forty percent off your order today through Annabelle. November thirtieth. So you have to use Annabelle. Annabelle. How do you spell Annabelle? Cookies. A n n a b e l l e. B a n n a n a. A n n a b e l l e. That's how you say it. B l l a. Yeah. So Annabelle. Uh, so we thank them. And they're the br- they're bringing by some goodies, and uh, who knows what else we're going to get into. So we have that and more taking place, and we are now officially less than a week away from Camp Out wow. for Hunger. That is right; it starts on Monday. So we are uh, getting our preparations in order, and uh, we would love to see uh, your donation, whether that be in person or virtual. If it is in person, it's going to have to be a swing by, drop off, see you later thing. The long term weather is looking pretty good for the week, Preston. Yeah, so that, that'll certainly assist us. And we're gonna we're gonna lean on the uh, on the virtual donations yes. this year and the cash donations and. Uh, uh, but uh, whatever you can give, it'd be great. And, and if you feel like getting out of the house and coming by a place that will make sure it's a safe environment to uh, at least do your drop-off in person, that'd be great. So uh, details, everything, is at uh, PrestonAndSteve.com. Let's take a break and come back and do the entertainment thing with the stupid question. We will uh, begin in just a little bit, so stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Are you in love? Ready to get engaged? We'll visit Steven Singer Jewelers, the diamond experts. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to give away a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. I'm going to give you a softball today. Oh, wow. Michael Jackson's hair is on fire. Uh-huh. And in what commercial? Did that take place? 215-263-WMMR. Michael Jackson was shooting a commercial. Burn like a son of a bitch. And his hair caught on fire big time. What was the product he was shooting the commercial for? 215-263-WMMR. Easy question on this Tuesday morning. I have some birthdays to mention on Tuesday, November 10th. We will start with actress Ellen Pompeo of Grey's Anatomy. We are just talking about her uh, considering leaving the show. <laughs> Ah. I can't believe the show's still on. I know. What? How many seasons now at this point? 18 seasons or some ridiculous amount? Yeah. I remember when the show hit, we were at Y100. That's yeah. how long it has well, been around. We started to say, hey, that's the girl from uh, the... Uh, um... Old school. Old school. Yeah. And then, so there she is. And she's got her own series. And now that many years still going. There's a great... Uh, she's super duper cute. She has a real quick scene in uh, Catch Me If You Can. She's a um, flight attendant. 
And he comes walking up. She, it's a real close-up shot. She goes, are you my deadhead? And you're like, wow, she's really cute. <laughs> Uh, and that was early on in her career. She is celebrating her 51st birthday today. Uh, it's Mackenzie Phillips's birthday. Yep, actress from uh, One Day at a Time. When you hear that name now, what's the first thing you think? Yeah, the incest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her dad had sex with her. And oh it was, uh, and she revealed it in a uh, in her biography. It was, uh, you know, it was a messed up family, man. It, it was Phillips. like a... It wasn't. It was a, a relationship. It, it was like a relationship where he would like they were like go away. And oh, yeah. he sort of. Oh my god. Yes, oh, and Kathy, that. he basically said to Mick Jagger, you know, oh, yeah, yeah have, they're, at they're, have at her. Yeah, yep. I know. You know, the, god, she's very talented. If you watch American Graffiti, yeah. she's excellent. She's she is. good on this show. But no wonder she had a horrible drug problem. I mean, that Seriously. was a messed up life. Where yeah. was was it? Oprah that did the inter- the initial interview. I forget. I forget who I broke that remember. story. Yeah, uh, she's sixty one years old today, Mackenzie Phillips, uh, the comedian and actor Sinbad. Real name is David Adkins. Uh, he is sixty four years old today. Did you like Sinbad when he came out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was you know it was fun. Yeah. Uh, you know I saw him on Arsenio and stuff like that back in the day. And, I still uh, dress couple, like he does back then. A <laughs> couple of movies here and there. In uh, a different world was a right. nice run for him as well. Yeah, so he celebrates a 64th birthday today. I don't really he doesn't do anything for me now. I used to love him, and uh, did he I wrong just, you? No, I just sort of grew out of it. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Well, he did uh, pop up on uh, It's Always Sunny. He was a lousy interview. We had him on one time. He was he was terrible. Yeah. He was just not even. Not even nice to talk to. So. You almost wanted to say you do realize you're just Sinbad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Tracy Morgan. Fireball pineapple juice. That's him. <laughs> when he was talking to our uh, calendar star, uh, Lauren Harris, who was interviewing him, and he commented that she was a... Fireball pineapple juice. If you can't understand that, he's saying she's a fine bowl of pineapple juice. Yeah. In a very Tracy Morgan delivery. Fine bowl of pineapple juice. <laughs> he always sounds like he's got, like, yeah. something in his mouth. something. But he's, he's just, he's got the most unique delivery, and uh, he's hilarious. It's funny as hell, yeah. Lucky to be alive, too, after that horrible uh, accident with the truck and... Everything that took place, he's 52 today. Uh, Ennio Morcone, Steve. Oh, the great composer. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good the bad, and the ugly. Uh, it was his, is his most well-known, but he did a lot. He did The Thing, like. John Carpenter's The Thing. He died this year. God, man, these people at my prep service. I had another one the other day of somebody who died, and I myself edited it out, but I forgot that... Uh, and he had uh, passed away. You know why it's, it often happens sometimes? It often happens sometimes? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it happens sometimes when uh, when we're on vacation, so we don't necessarily make note of it. And so it happened over the 4th of July weekend. We weren't here, and uh, we may or may not have addressed it on the show, but sometimes those things slip through the well, cracks. And Yeah, but he passed away in July. Just well, an alert. If you've purchased him a present, keep it right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he would have been 92. Uh, actress uh, Kiernan Shipka, uh, who was on Mad Men. Mad Men is something I think I eventually have to get around to maybe binging. I watched the first couple of seasons. Really, really good. Yeah, the people who love it absolutely love it. And uh, And I may get around to that. Uh, so I don't know, but she is, uh, she's 21. So I don't know her. I looked her up. She looks familiar to me. She played Sabrina too on Netflix. Oh, that's where I know. I watched (laughs) the first season of that. Right. Then I bailed on it. That's why I recognize her. Well done, Steve. Thank you. No, no problem. You have uh, you've cleared earned, my mind. I've earned my bonus. You point. are a fine bowl of pineapple that juice. You, <laughs> sir, to quote <laughs> Tracy Morgan, you know, may address the senator from Arkansas. You're a fine bowl of pineapple juice. Uh, so she is uh, 21. I like her. 
Uh, Josh Peck. Yes. Who is from Drake and Josh, Drake right? and Josh, right? He's great. So was he the one that was bigger and now is uh, Yeah, thinnier? he's in good shape. Thinnier. Yeah, he's thinnier. thinnier. He's thinnier. Yeah. He he's, thinnier. He's doing better. <laughs> he's betterer. He also got, He, I guess he's reconciled with uh, Drake Bell, right? Oh, did they have a falling out? They had a bit out? of a falling out. Okay. And he was also on that show with uh, John Stamos. Uh, grandfathered, I think it was. Yes, grandfathered, and um, he was in. He's, he's done a few movies here and there. He was in the remake of Red Dawn. Um, he's good. Anybody watch that? I did. And uh, not as much fun as the original, which yeah. is a, a laugh out loud comedy. No, the it, it's it's done well. Did they yell Wolverines? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hey, Casey, I'm looking at uh, Nick pulled up his IMDb. Yeah. And it says here sla- pre production. No, I, I'm looking at it. What? I, don't say it. Turner and who? Oh, my God. I'm going to say it. Uh, and he is slated to play Scott Turner. So, you know, I don't know. Oh, it's a TV series. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the dog's not going to die, most likely. I don't know, dude. <laughs> calm down. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Anyhow. <laughs> Tell me to calm down. Killed the dog at the end of the movie. It's I know. Like, How do you know. This could be the story of the longest living dog in history. That's right. Trash movie. Uh, it's a trash it's movie. A tra- when they kill the dog, the trash movie. <laughs> okay. Simple as that. Yeah. That's yeah. why canine is far superior in all ways. Okay. Uh, Josh Peck is 34. <laughs> Everyone break out in discussion groups at home about Turner and Hooch. Uh, Taron Edgerton is turning 31 years old today. He's um, a rocket man. Kingsman, yeah, he played uh, Elton John in Rocket Man, uh, which was uh, a, it was a different, certainly a different take. It's and done in a more fantastical way, big time. I did enjoy it though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's 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 going to be here for a long time. He's super talented. Yep. And the first I remember seeing him was Kingsman, Secret Service. We're like, who is this guy? He's he, great. He's doing a series, Preston Turner and Elton. <laughs> The dog does not yeah, die yeah, in that one. Yeah. The dog uh, actually wears outrageous costumes. I'm a fan of the movie Sing, and, and it's an animated movie, so, but he plays the gorilla in that movie. He does. He is a damn good singer. And he does, I'm, and he does, yeah, he does I'm Still Standing, yeah. an Elton John song in that, and does a great version. He does all his own singing. He did it in uh, Rocket Man as well. Uh, and uh, what was the other thing I was going to mention? You know what actually was a pretty decent movie I thought that he was in was Eddie the Eagle. Yeah. Yes, it, it is about good. The, uh, the ski jumper. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is his coach. It was it was well done. You know what he's also in? I think he's in The Craze. Can you check that? Uh, not The Craze. Um, Legend about The Craze. What's that about? Uh, about the um, the the crime, the twins. In, in, Tom uh, Hardy? Tom Hardy plays both oh, of them. Okay. It's from the 60s. Oh, the craze. Like C-R-A-Y-S. I thought you were talking about like somebody who's crazy. Yeah, yeah. me too. Me too. The, the craze. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's in it, Steve. You're okay, right. yeah. Okay. Legend is the name of that movie. Good okay. movie. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw, Casey brought this up to me, actor Walton Goggins, who is a bit of a character actor, but now he stars in a show called Unicorn. Uh, but he was in, uh, he's he's a favorite of uh, Quentin Tarantino as well. He's in Django Unchained. He plays bad guy in that. And uh, Hateful Eight, which and I did not make it all the way through, but. The new Santa Claus movie, The Bell Gibson. He's in Fat Man. He plays the hit man <laughs> in Fat Man. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> go and watch a trailer for this movie that's coming out down the road called Fat Man. It's about Santa Claus. And it's. Um, I don't care what Mel, you think. Yeah. Mel, it, whatever you think of Mel Gibson. Go watch it. It's the role he was born to play. (laughs) Mel plays an angry Santa Claus. And I'm telling you, I am excited to see this movie. Absolutely. For the one line, Preston? You think you're the first? (laughs) 
There's a great, he's a hitman who's come to kill Sandy. He goes, I'm coming after you, fat man. He's yelling across a, uh, a field and Mel Gibson and Santa Claus. You think you're the first? <laughs> just like, come on. He's just had it. It looks I mean, this is Santa. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so Walter Goggins is 49 today. And one more birthday present. Yo. Uh, oh, oh, man. Hey. Yeah. It's the Marine Corps' birthday today. Oh. So Tun Tavern. Yeah. Right here in Philadelphia. Created. So happy birthday to the United States Marine Corps. 245 years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Where would we and, be without him? And you know what? It usually coincides with our Totally Office calendar release party. <laughs> That's right, because we've had some Marines at those parties yes, over the years. We, and we had a Marine in the calendar one time. And so... Uh, yeah, we would always have guys coming down uh, from the core, and uh, sometimes a couple times in their dress blues. It's cool uh, to pick up calendars. That that is a not that anyone gets it solely for this purpose. But that is a uniform that will facilitate sex if you're so. Inclined. Oh man, yeah. yeah, the the Marines. Oh yeah, I think they have they the best form- sharp. They yeah. have the best formal uniform in the uh, in the United States military. So. Uh, thank you, Marine Corps, and happy birthday to you right here in the birthplace, Philadelphia. All right, we're going to see if we get an answer to the stupid question. Michael Jackson, I think he was in the Marines as it's well. That's right. I'm not really sure. But, for duty uh, <laughs> and feces and poop. Oh, my God. Yeah. What kind of duty? feces? <laughs> Praying for duty and feces everywhere. There's uh, doo-doo of feces thrown all over the walls. In, uh, I'm going to show you my war face. <laughs> no, it'd be... This <laughs> war face. Oh! Look at, see that? I can do an authentic car horn, too. <laughs> Here, look, listen, I can do the Dukes of Hazard car horn. Ready? It's <clears throat> up my butt. You do car horn impressions? Yeah. <laughs> T- wait. Can you do the Amco? Uh, oh, yeah. Double A, triple O? Yeah, commercial. So, yeah. Uh, hang on. What the hell is it? That's oh, me. Yeah, God, yeah. that sounds just like it. What is it saying for that? Double uh, A, M-C-O. Yeah. M-C-O. Not triple O. It'd be M-U. Like Shamu. Like Shamu. Like Free Willy, which I did last night in my hotel. Shamu. All right, let's see if we... It's good to laugh, right? Yes, it's good to laugh. Anyone want Anybody want to look at Mains? Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the question. So what no. was... <laughs> no. What commercial was Michael Jackson filming when his hair caught on fire? It's a very, very easy question. We're going to go to Sean. Hey, Sean, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, Sean, what commercial was uh, Michael shooting? That would be a Pepsi commercial. You're correct. Yeah. 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 Dude was burned really bad. He man. actually was. Yeah, if, you ever, if you've ever seen the raw footage of it, it's scary. Uh, so, Sean, we're going to set you up. We have a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at Hard Rock Hotel <laughs> Casino Atlantic City. Winner of 17 Best uh, of Gaming Awards in Casino Player Magazine, including Best Suites, Best Spa, and Favorite Casino Resort Indoor and Outdoor Dining is now available. You can get fall escape rates at the hotel starting at $79. Sunday through Thursday, you can visit Hard Rock Hotel AtlanticCity.com. Did right. a lot of things in NAM I'm not proud of. All right, we're going to get right into this. Uh, Johnny Depp <laughs> may be out of a job, as we talked about yesterday, after yeah. exiting Fantastic Beasts 3 in the wake of his libel suit loss. He's not out of a paycheck. Thanks to his pay-or-play contract, Warner Brothers will have to pay his full Uh-oh. salary, even though he only shot one scene. Wow. That's a win for Johnny. So 
No work for this movie. All money. Yep. So they just shot one scene. Do we know what that amount is? No, but it's got to be. This full salary's got to be pretty hefty. It's got to be over fifteen million dollars. I would imagine. That's just a guess. Maybe it's more than that. So, as you can imagine, uh, Johnny, of course, sued the son over the whole uh, libel case. They as, labeled as him a wife imagine. beater, and and they found out that uh, the the judge ended up uh, releasing his decision on the case and didn't believe that Johnny had a case. According to the Hollywood Reporter, that was enough for the studio to recast Johnny's role in the franchise, and he was reportedly asked to resign. He's also suing Amber in Virginia for defamation related to an op-ed she wrote about uh, surviving domestic violence. So I'm surprised there are a lot of people who are, uh, um, you know, women as well, who are standing up for Depp and supporting him. Now, he's going to get paid, I'm sure, in the long run. This is more just a ding to his perception in Hollywood that well, he's getting the money. But it, it's it's wild. The split on this. It's a real he said, she said it thing where, where I, I think there's credibility on both sides, kind of. And it's hard to make, you know, like, hard, yeah, hard to say because she's got a track record. All the women who came who came forward to to uh, provide ca- yeah character yeah. testimony for him. Uh, but anyhow, dude, he's getting paid the full amount. <laughs> that is an ironclad contract right there. It's so. pooping in your bid money. That's right, man. Uh, Zach Braff. Sat down with Mr. Porter for a cover story, and inside he hailed how his girlfriend, Florence Pugh, uh, took all took on all the trolls who criticized their 21-year-age gap. The 45-year-old has pew, la- pew. largely been silent amid the backlash, whereas the 24-year-old Pugh pew. has spoken out. Thank you. Uh, he said of her Instagram post in defense of their relationship in April, she literally sat down, hit record on her phone, and said that. I pew. thought... How could I possibly follow anything as intelligent and articulate as that? So I chose not to. Uh, the Little Women star responded oh. to trolls who slammed her for celebrating Braff's birthday on social media. Um, and she said, I would never in my life ever, ever tell anyone who they can or cannot love. It is not your place. And really, it has nothing to do with you. The abuse that you throw at him is abuse that you're throwing at me. I didn't realize. What is this all? I- is this just simply that there's an age difference? Yeah. Yeah, she's 24, he's 45. Okay. Yeah. It's like, that never happens in Hollywood? Right. No, but, um, I mean, that, that's I would date her. Um, that's the chick from Midsummer. Yes. Yeah. I didn't realize that until, uh, I guess, it, no, it's not, Nick? I you were just, shaking your head. No, I'm yeah, sorry. And an itch. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a... That was <laughs> There's a 21-year age gap, but... Where it is, she's 24, he's 45. I don't see that as overly creepy. You know what I mean? No, if she was 19, I don't. You know, no, I know. Uh, no, th- I, yeah, I agree. They, they've, they've contorted things in our perception so much that it's still, you know, it, 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 it's still an eyebrow raiser. But yeah. it, for people who feel the need to complain, yeah. it's not like um, she's an adult woman and, you know, he's an adult woman and they're able to do what they want to do. Well, so you can either add or subtract, uh, subtract years to their lives, right? So Why? let's let's right. Well, I know what you're saying. Let's add. When he's sixty. Yeah, uh, she's going to be. So he's 40. with someone else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she'll you're be right. she'll be almost forty years old, and he'll yeah. be sixty. So, and then when she's sixty, he'll be eighty. Right, and. So that's when it gets a little bit, I mean, you know. When, he's, when she's 120, he'll be 140. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, Brav also discussed his much-celebrated friendship with his Scrubs co-star Donald Faison on and off screen. He said of their relationship on and off screen, I think that uh, we tried to, uh, I think what we tried to do is create this environment, create this friendship that was like, hey, 
Uh, you can be all these things, and you can also be straight. You can also not be straight, but who gives an F? Huh? Uh, is Donald Faison gay? No. No. Okay. So they must have just I'm, brought I'm, that up. They're saying, you know, you know, gay people can be gay people, right, Donald? <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely, bro. I don't know what he means yeah. by that. So, what did he say? <laughs> in his next project, The Comeback Trail, uh, he stars with Robert De Niro, Morgan Freeman, Tommy Lee Jones, and Emil Hirsch. Uh, he says the project, I don't mind being typecast as a wide-eyed funny guy. Uh, I would also never cast myself as, like, the heavy. I couldn't believe that I got it. Uh, the director, George Gallo, who did Midnight Run, uh, asked him specific asked for him specifically. He said, I guess he'd seen some of my work, Garden State probably, and maybe some of Scrubs. And he said, I need someone who's not going to be intimidated by Bob because Bob is such a big presence, meaning Bob Robert De Niro. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Bob anyhow, a little beat up on that. All right, here's another age gap. And tell me what you think of this one. Uh, Scott Disick and Amelia Hamlin have been sparking romance rumors recently, and followers seem pretty horrified. Twitter is not here for it. One wrote, he likes them young. <laughs> There's a lot of you. Was that Andy Griffith yeah. writing that? Yeah. This is gross sounding. Uh, another tweet. It tastes good when it says on a 21-year-old. Uh, <laughs> uh, this guy is preying on young girls, but I guess everyone's cool with that because he's a celebrity. So he's 37. She's 19. So that... She is the daughter of Lisa Rinna, by the way. And Harry Hamlin? Yes, correct. Her name is Amelia Hamlin. Oh, God. Oh, yes. uh, well, so, I, okay, so you wanted to know what crossed into the realm of creepy? That this does. now is creepy. I know. Also, he's a douchebag. He That's is a douchebag. <laughs> and honestly, Zach he, Braff's a good guy. And, there you, and go. right? <laughs> yeah. you look at Dennis Quaid, right? And his younger... So there's like a, almost a 20-year... But, but he's not a douchebag, and she seems... But this, uh, this I, I do not get this. We do not get the anomaly. I, I find wormholes easier to explain than Scott Disick. Yeah, but for whatever reason, listen, he's got a lot of money, and so there and he's go. so handsome. Mm. All right. Well, anyhow, people, people are uh, wigging out about that. So there you go. Here, this is sad news. Uh, gentleman named Ken Spears. He's a TV writer and producer who co-created the character of Scooby Doo and passed away on Friday from complications. Related to Louis body dementia, he was 82. Uh, and he's the uh, the other person responsible in the partnership uh, had passed away, Joe Ruby. Yes. Uh, that was a few months ago because I remember talking about him. He was the creative partner. The pair first met as sound editors at the cartoon powerhouse Hanna-Barbera, where they later became staff writers. And the pair created Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?, which premiered on CBS in September of 1969. All but four of the first 25 episodes were written and story edited by the two of they them. Say, they said there was a delay in getting to him, Preston, because over the phone when he was calling 911, they didn't understand what a rarder rack was. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he didn't make it. No, um, Scooby-Doo, uh, where you aired until 1976. And I think they, he actually wrote maybe the first six or eight episodes of the series and then was a supervisor for the full run after that. Uh, it says they, they, they did all but four episodes of the oh. first 25 episodes. Okay. So he, they, they did them all. And uh, spawned, by, uh, of course, spawned many reboots, film adaptations, and spinoffs. Spears and Ruby also created cartoons such as Jabberjaw, Dynamut, and Dog Wonder. Yeah, I remember like, all those. those. Yeah. The um, Scoobies that I grew up with are... Those are the only ones I can watch. I can't like you watch all, the new ones. I can't. I can't do it. Like it's too just, much graphic it, sex. No, it's just. It, I don't know. It's just not the same. And I, you know, even though the ones that I watched were of a time, they still for me hold up better than the new ones. I tell you what. I watched yeah. a, a couple a few years ago. Talked about it on air, and 
they uh, where it used to be, hey, it, it's the groundskeeper, or, hey, it's the the butler. Uh, they crossed over into real paranormal. So, yeah. hey, the werewolf was a werewolf. Yeah. yeah. And it was kind of cool. This guy rapes his corpses. You know, like, what? <laughs> no. Um, the new one, the new movie, Scoob. <laughs> it was then that I realized I'd gone too far. I ain't gonna Perhaps too rape far. isn't the go-to comedy conceit I thought it was. Oh my God! <laughs> Corpses is uh, better though. <laughs> is it's it? based on no, it's not. It's terrible. I should have gone with the child pornography. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody watch the new movie Scoob by Perhaps any chance? Aborted babies for the next one. Don't, don't try to talk yet, Case. <laughs> Did you watch it? Yeah, we do watch and? it. And. I, I liked it. I like the newer ones, but just because Jace got into You guys continue. Let me and Casey talk for a minute. <laughs> I'm going to watch the text messages roll in. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to help him out. We were talking about serial, serial killers killer. off that, air. And but that's, the audience had heard that. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I'm just saying that informed my comedic decisions on air. <laughs> Gentlemen. Okay. Uh, so they, they were both hired by Fred Silverman, then president of children's programming at CBS, to supervise the production of the network's Saturday morning. Morning cartoon lineup in the early 1970s. Ruby and Spears founded Ruby Spears Production in 1977, under which they produced series like Alvin and the Chipmunks, Mr. T, Superman, Fang Face, and Fundar the Barbarian. I remember that. So they were they were a, a pretty strong duo in the world of animation. So sad news that uh, Ken Spears had passed away. De Niro supposedly starting in the big screen adaptation of Fang Face. <laughs> wow. Uh, and speaking of uh, the dearly departed, Alex Trebek spent his last hours with his longtime wife, Jean, watching the horizon before dying. A show producer named Mike Richards told the Today Show of Trebek's last day, he said even in his book, he described that he wanted his final day to be sitting on his swing next to his wife, Jean, and kind of watching the horizon, and he got to do that. He was coherent. He wasn't in pain. And the fact that he had a nice final day makes us all in the Jeopardy family feel much better. My wife and I were tearing up last night because, we, of course, we watch Jeopardy, as we always do. Yeah. And uh, this executive producer, Mike Richards, uh, started off the show, and, and he was fighting to keep it together. Oh, oh my God. We have, have all of it if you yeah, want to yeah. hear it. Uh, so, Case, if you could set that up. This is it's, the first one, Mike Richards, and he's paying tribute uh, to Alex. He will forever be an inspiration for his constant desire to learn, his kindness, and for his love of his family. We will air his final 35 episodes as they were shot. That's what he wanted. On behalf of everyone here at Jeopardy, thank you for everything, Alex. This is Jeopardy. Oh, man. Mm. He said the final 35 episodes? Yeah, so it will end on, as I think Nick mentioned yesterday, it'll, it'll actually end on Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, uh, when you were watching it, Steve, it's funny because I, I, I got teary-eyed as well. You yeah. Know, and you get emotional at the beginning of it. And then it kind of eases into good old Jeopardy. You know, and you're it, watching and in a way it becomes a tribute. Totally. Yeah, and, 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 and so so now you can appreciate knowing where he was, right. what he was able to pull off. And to put it in perspective, we have a clip of, of uh, the executive producer talking about October 29th when Alex left after uh, taping a whole bunch of shows. It was a particularly difficult day for uh, Alex Trebek. So it's just a, you know, a couple of days, you know, relatively speaking, ago. 
And uh, it, it's pretty amazing to hear what he has to say. Uh, this is Mike talking about, yeah, his uh, final conversation. On our what ended up being our, our final day taping, I knew he was in an enormous amount of pain. And, and as he was leaving, I saw him at the door and I said, you know, that was maybe the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And he, he kind of had, had his head down. He looked up and he said, well, thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But he got to finish out his time with his wife. Uh, and, and then also he kind of gave, um, in, in an interview recorded earlier this year, he, he kind of gave an idea of, so he didn't didn't deliver a straight-up farewell, but he came close to it with this clip. That yeah, did you see the um, the piece that David Muir did on him uh, leading up to the uh, Jeopardy in the ABC No, no, I did not. Yeah. I had to see if uh, Fonzie was going to get Pinky Tuscadero out of the storm, <laughs> string, okay. storm drain. No, I, I didn't get to yeah. Right, wait, I'm sorry. So this is what, Steve? You set this up. This is this is from. Uh, this is a. Uh, I'm sorry. I lost my spot. Uh, this was uh, him hinting at a farewell. Yes, an okay. interview he'd given earlier. Okay, here we go. It'll be a significant moment for me, but I've kind of, in my mind, rehearsed it uh, already. What I would do on that day is tell the director, time the show down to leave me 30 seconds at the end. That's all I want, and I will say my goodbyes. I will tell people, don't ask me who's going to replace me because I have no say in that whatsoever. But I'm sure that if you give them the same love and attention and respect that you have shown me for the past 30, however many years, then they will be a success and the show will continue being a success. And until we meet again, God bless you and goodbye. Um, so do you think he filmed an official farewell? Just I don't in think case. so. No. I, I, I think he's he's been all around it with the interviews. It's possible, though. I mean, it's yeah, possible. For the show? Yeah. That would have been too difficult. How could he have done that? He's a pro. Yeah, yeah. But and he was and he God. was okay with his situation. So oh. I could see him being okay with doing something like that and maybe having us in mind, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But that'll just crush you if that's the case. You I, don't, know yeah. I, mean? I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, 6ABC released a um, clip yesterday of him wishing everybody Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because he's they just it was a 15-second promo or whatever. He's talking about the 6ABC Thanksgiving Day Parade, which a lot of it's going to be virtual this year. Um, but uh, it's nice. I mean, he's just talking about Philly, and it's pretty cool to see him. It, it, that's obviously a recently taped clip, too. All right. That's nice. Let's talk about another dead person. Yeah. Sean Connery is headed back to Scotland. Uh, his widow, uh, Micheline, told the Scottish Mail that uh, he wanted his ashes to be scattered in the Bahamas and also in his homeland. Uh, whenever it is possible and safe to travel again, uh, then it is the family's intention to turn return to Scotland with him. Did they break down the ratio? Like how much of the ashes go to the they did not. islands and how many go? How much of the ashes go to Scotland? I know he had been living in the Bahamas for some time. So Short to about half. I guess that was, uh, uh, you know, considered his second home, uh, at least in the latter part of his life. 40, so. 60. 40, 60. 60 in? 60 in uh, the islands and 40 in Scotland. Okay. Uh, so they're going to honor his wishes. Hey, the 1883 Italiante San Francisco Victorian house, famous for its appearance in the opening credits of Full House and Netflix's Fuller House reboot, has finally sold after more than a year on the market. And for how much, Preston? It went for, it sold for less than they listed for. Uh, it, uh, I'll give you the, the breakdown of it. It was first listed in May of 2019 for $5.99 million, so $6 million. Yeah. Um, only to have its price cut to five and three quarters million, 
in September, and then again to five and a half million in February of this year. It sold this month for five point three five million. So that's still amazing because that uh, house the house is not all that huge. Dude, so it's, it's twenty four hundred square feet. It's big at all. Yeah, I actually, and I'm wondering what the neighbor now it's San Francisco, and that's the issue property. Yeah. So, um, but I'm wondering what the houses next door and around. Go for it. You can find out what uh, property values Casey, in this the area you are. You love this stuff. Yeah. You know what, Nick? Do me a favor. Mm-hmm. I have the address for you. Go on it. Zillow. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, check the address, and then I think there should be a feature where you can see uh, property values in the neighborhood and what they go for. Because I'm curious if it's mm-hmm. just because it's the full house house. And do you think for that reason, Preston? That's why the price has come down because it is such a. Um, it's um, constantly being visited by people who want to take their picture in front of the full house house. That's more the neighborhood uh, issue, but I, I don't know. Uh, so the home was originally, it was purchased by the creator, Jeff Franklin, for $4 million in 2016. So he's made a little bit of money. Uh, Franklin purchased the home in, with the intention of renovating the interior to look more like the sitcom set, but his permits were revoked because neighbors were complaining that the revamped home would be even more of a draw yeah. to the uh, full house fans. Um, so there are five bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms spread across the home's 2,484 square feet. The interior has 11 foot ceilings and original molding, uh, though it looks nothing like the home inhabited by a widow father is three adorable daughters, best friend and brother-in-law. Oh, uh, the show was shot in uh, Burbank in a Burbank studio, as was the reboot. And fans are often confused as the show's opening credits Make the home look like it's one of the painted ladies in Alamo Square. I guess that's oh, another yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, that's a really recognizable. You'll, you'll see that in uh, Sorry, Married an Axe Murderer. There's a, a really okay. nice park across the street from it. So there's a whole bunch of, of homes that are gorgeous that, that are called the painted ladies right in a row. Um, but this neighborhood, is it's pricey. I mean, that, you know, the average price uh, is in the $3 million range. So okay. five is not extraordinary. And San Francisco real estate is like L.A. real estate. It's just yeah. really Do you know what's valued. Uh, is that that area? And they, they pointed out one of the local news. Um, the, I saw a local news uh, network do a feature on that area, which you would assume would be fairly good. It is crime-ridden. Cars getting broken into oh, all the time. So they have to deal with that. Uh, what, but the interior what, what of the house is pretty is spectacular, where Nick was talking this about. This area? Okay. Because yeah. the houses are, uh, yeah, Nick's right. here On that row, 3.79, 2.52, 4.52, 4.78, million. Uh, so, yeah, that's it's a little bit more than the going price because of the celebrity, I guess. So it, it's a go- Well, the, the, the interior is pretty gorgeous. Yeah, actually. it says the home recently got an extensive renovation and now sports a Richard Landry design with custom kitchen cabinetry, marbled countertops, and brass fixtures. Uh, the buyer still gets to keep a little bit of the show nostalgia uh, as the in the extensive patio and English garden, there is a small secret garden with the handprints and signatures of the show's cast and uh-huh. cement. Do get that little bit. All right, uh, Case, I think we're ready to roll out the clips. Okay. Uh, let's play here. Do you know what they are? Yeah, I do. Oh, damn Just to uh, get myself straightened up here. Uh, the Good Lord Bird <laughs> is a fictional miniseries about an enslaved boy who becomes part of John Brown's abolitionist crew during the infamous raid on Harper's Ferry. And in this clip... Star Ethan Hawke discusses the relationship he had on set with co-star Joshua Caleb Johnson. I, I've been doing this for a long time, and this is one of the hardest things I ever did. It was long. It was hot. We're dealing with some of the most volatile subject matter in this country that you could try to deal with. And 
Joshua was always available to rehearse. You just made a mess in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the Good Lord Bird airs uh, Sunday nights at 9. That is on Showtime. I hear good things about this show. I'd like to speak to Ethan Hawke sometime. I know yes. we, we have had him on the show before, but uh, ages ago. But uh, he's he's such a such a solid actor. A tremendous, tremendous amount of great stuff. Yeah. Here's the next clip. Oh, sorry, didn't have it turned up. Uh, for five seasons, viewers have fallen in love with the Pearson family on This Is Us, and in this clip, co-star Susan Kelchi Watson, who Kelchi Watson. Uh, discusses adjusting to COVID-19 protocols while filming. Here we go. If you bring your phone into the hair and makeup trailer, you can't put it, you can't rest it on anything. It contaminates the surface. They have to re-sanitize the whole place. Like everywhere we go, we have to walk with a mask and a shield. And when we get on set, there's a B zone and an A zone. A zone is for people who are tested this many times a week. B zone is for, you know, other staff. And then we're backstage in a box. Uh, so this is us airs huh. tonight at nine on NBC. That's the show you watch, right, Kat? Yes. Okay. All right. So there you go. That's all I got for you. Mm. Entertainment report this Good morning. Good stuff. Uh, Tattoos Day today. We have your chance to win a President Steve tattoo, courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, if you would uh, like to get a little bit of Preston and Steve love ink on you, then text the word tattoo to three nine three three three. We'll grab a winner before the show is up. It just might be you. $350 gift certificate. Yes, you can get a solid tattoo. If you want to check out some of the samples, go to the website, which is floatingworldtattoos.com, or on Instagram, it is at floatingworldtattoos. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment, bring you up to speed with what's happening this morning. Stay close, because we'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I'd like to thank Ginny's Cookies and Cream for bringing a thousand pounds of cookies here to the show. <laughs> Dear God. Chocolate chip, butter cookies, ricotta cookies, sugar cookies, M&M, oatmeal, custom cake, brownie cookies. They brought it all. Brownie so cookies. they have yeah. small, which are deadly, uh, small <laughs> chocolate chip cookies in a tin. So... Listen, they're, and they're delicious. There's their sort of soft batch, but they're they're phenomenal. And uh, if you, I think if you eat a hundred, that's only like a ten calories. Oh yeah, right. yes. So visit Jenny'sCookies.com, and you can send homemade cookies to everyone on your list for the holidays for WMMR listeners only. If you want forty percent off your order today through November thirtieth, you have to use the code Annabelle, and you will get that forty percent off. So that's a hell of a deal. We will be giving away some gift cards this morning, so listen for your chance to win. Oh, and, and real quick, there's a new Daily Rush video. Uh, it is titled, Preston Has That Jeanne Croissant. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about Preston. It's difficult to bake into words, says the description. So you can watch it now. Uh, PrestonIsTeam.com. I said Jenny Quasse, I think is what I said. Jenny yeah. Quasse. You were in the neighborhood. Uh, so it's sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. So check that out when you get a chance. You know where we haven't been where? in a while is to the Odds and Ends store, the old general store, to see what's on the shelf. It's time to visit the Odds and Ends store. Right to Preston Elliott. Mm-hmm. He just got a new batch of homemade tampons in <laughs> And licorice flavored birth control pills. <laughs> licorice flavored? Oh yeah, you got some really cool stuff over there. Wow. All right, let me dust off. Uh, oh, we have. Do that again. That was great. So uh, we have. Is my jerky in Preston? Yeah. Well, it is. But let's first start with this. Uh, one of the things I saw on the shelf that you may not know is 
Uh, it's Sesame Street Day today. Uh, it was created to celebrate the tremendous influence that this maverick television program has had upon our lives. It was first established as an official day in 2009 to celebrate the 40th anniversary of its original broadcast. So it was on this day uh, in 1969. I remember that, uh, it debuted. Driving home from school to watch it. I was like, <laughs> driving home. <laughs> <laughs> Rushing home, so, blowing every light to get home and watch Sesame Street. I would have been just under a year old yeah. uh, when it, when it uh, debuted, which is, um, it's it's been a part of my entire life, a part of my childhood. It, it, Sesame Street did never not exist, and it was the only show like itself yeah. on at the time. I mean, you had Mr. Rogers and you had um, Perry Mason. A cup of Perry Mason. <laughs> so there were a couple of kid shows, but Sesame Street was a whole other world. Well, it was part of a kid a, show. A network. It was a kickoff to a network that was going to be the children's television workshop and yeah. that all of that stuff was synergized to create something that actually, instead of just a diversion where you sit the kid in front of the TV and have nothing happen, it was actually going to, if you're not careful, you might learn something. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was Sesame Street and then Mr. Rogers. We we would watch them back to oh. back. They aired back to back here. Huh. Yeah, Very so, cool. Uh, while initiated in New York, it should come as no great surprise that the occasion is now recognized by tens of thousands of individuals from around the world. I would think millions, maybe. Uh, in fact, the number of followers continues to grow each year. Commemorating Sesame Street Day is no real conventions. You can choose to celebrate it as you see personally fit. Uh, you might wish to relive your youth by watching old episodes or instead head to the local toy store and pick up your favorite Muppet. Or do Whippets. By the time my kids were born, uh, Sesame Street was like 75% Elmo. It was almost yeah. all yeah. Elmo because at some point during the show, it would switch over to Elmo's to Elmo, world. Yeah. And What's it was it? exclusively just his his little program. Was that good? Sorry. And did he have his own show like was it his own show or it was an still an off was it still an offshoot of sesame i think it was part of sesame street because they would it they was. would all of a sudden it would turn into elmo's world which was within that hour long programming yeah uh, or half hour, however long. Did that kind of suck a little bit? Because so much of nah. the energy was being sucked out of the room by no, Elmo? He, he it was, was great. great. He, he was, was great. But prick. I think, I don't know if it, uh, it may have gone back a little bit to what it originated from. Because um, at least when Jace was watching it, there was a portion that was Elmo. But there was a decent amount that was Sesame with Big Bird and Oscar and all that. Here's a trivia question. What was Elmo's goldfish's name? Uh, yeah. Gloria? Nope. Close. Glory? No, it doesn't start with a G. <laughs> Glory? It was Dorothy. 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 Yeah. Uh, Dorothy. You know who had a goldfish named Abraham? Uh, yeah, Arnold. Arnold Drummond. We're dead. Yeah. Um, we, I was never a, a goldfish. Sesame, trivia. Goldfish trivia. <laughs> I know. I was never a, uh, a Sesame Street guy. My kids, you know, watched it and stuff. We had the Elmo potty song. He had an like, Elmo poop party. It was basically a, a, a potty training you take D- a DVD. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right, it's Elmo's party. Now, son, you're getting bigger. Oh, yes, it's really true. And soon you will be ready to do uh, something kind of new. Oh, my God. So here is your new party when you have to pee or poo. It's where you sit to do what you gotta do, do. Cause it's party time. Gotta get down low. It's party 
town, gonna rip your butthole. You shouldn't eat those tacos, they're gonna pay a price. Every time you sit down to Mexican, it's not gonna be nice. Party time, yeah, go with the flow. It's party time, you can do it, I know. I didn't, Elmo, and obviously I was, you know, all of this was, I was well past the age of all of this stuff. But I loved Kermit. I loved uh, Snuffleupagus. I loved, uh, and also it was a very gentle touch. Like uh, Electric Company was the sort of flip side for mm-hmm. uh, older kids, mm-hmm. and I, I dug that as well. But one of the most, one of the sweetest pieces of footage I've ever seen. I always check it out uh, on uh, YouTube. Is Kermit with the little girl? Have you seen it where they're they're going through the alphabet? Mm. And uh, the, the the girl is just so mesmerized by Kermit. Yeah, it's just, and that to me was what that's. I think of Sesame Street. I think of that. I have little flashes of it, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yep. Do you know what I liked also the way they used to end it? It used to be through a uh, a windshield of a car driving down like okay. a, like a country yeah. road. Do you remember that? I think so. Yeah, yeah. cute little things. Here, here's they're showing it in the studio here, Preston. Okay. Uh, but, okay. And the She's girls adorable. just that that Kermit is as real as anything to this little girl. Yep. All right. So it's Sesame Street Day. It, uh, so you know what? Go on YouTube and check out some of the old stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the guy falls down the stairs with you know fourteen chocolate pies. <laughs> I love all that stuff. All right. What else we got here? Let's see if we can uh, stumble into the store and find something on the shelf here. Let's go with this one. This was cool to see. Check out this selection of pre-used pharmaceuticals. <laughs> pre-used. These are the leftovers yeah, yeah. that ah. people bring in. Uh, Emily Harrington was close to the 3,000-foot th- top of Yosemite National Park's El Capitan, close to achieving the historic goal that she'd spent years working up to, and she wasn't resigning herself to the idea that it was out of reach again, just like last year when she almost reached that point, but (sighs) exhausted, she couldn't clinch it, or a few weeks after that when she actually slipped and fell. About 150 feet from the ground, that's uh, as far as she made it, which is not high up at all, as far as uh, Yosemite, or as far as uh, El Capitan is uh, considered. Ropes (laughs) caught her. Uh, but left a wicked rope burn on her neck, took her out for the season. Again, she took a fall, and again, she was there hanging off the side of El Cap, bleeding with a gash above her eye. Uh, she said, there was part of me that I that uh, didn't want to climb again. I was so emotionally drained and exhausted, and there was part of me that wanted to give up and just be like, this is it, this is done, it's done, it's not for me. But there, hanging off the side of the park's iconic granite wall, her team checked out the puncture wound. They could patch it up. They ran through concussion protocol, no signs. All she had to do was to get herself uh, to keep climbing. She said, I had to go through the process of convincing myself that I had earned the right to try again up there, and I worked so hard, and I deserved to try again. And after that, uh, one more difficult pitch for her to climb to get through before smooth sailing to the top. It was after sunset. She had been climbing for 18 hours. That last one difficult pitch she was facing down was the one she had bailed on last year. She willed herself to try it, and she did it. And she did it after 21 hours and 13 minutes of climbing. She reached the top, and in doing so, she became the first woman and fourth person of any gender to free climb the Golden Gate route of El Capitan in one day. She's now the fourth woman to free climb El Capitan in a day on any route. So free climbing is not the same as free soloing. So free soloing is when you have nothing at all. Except for a red cup. 
Free climbing means that you're attached to rope, so if you fall, you're caught, but the ropes don't assist your climb. So you're not using the ropes to help you climb. Explain the difference again. So free soloing is is nothing. There's nothing. No, there's no yes. rope attached, no safety rope or anything right. like that. But it's free, lethal. But free climbing is when you have a uh, a safety yeah. with the rope. You you can still die. You can still bang your head against the wall sure, and, and sure. die. But you're not going to fall a thousand feet or however many, many more feet you might be up. Um, but you going to try this? But the ropes don't assist you in your climbing at all. You do it upon. All your strength just using the, the, the wall, the rock face. I mean, it's an astonishing physical achievement to be able to do that. When I see shots like the one we're looking at, and you see the forest, you know, the, the base so far below. No. And no. Even, even that doesn't give you the proper perspective. Yeah. If it, what they do, like in the movie Free Solo, which I think I've watched four times it's great. now, um, is when they show him. Yeah. Close up, and then they zoom out and out uh-huh. and out and out, and and you're just like, my God, that is that is so much higher than I ever. You get sick to your stomach. Be. As I, I find that I'm like, my stomach starts to turn looking at that. It's like Jesus Christ. It's over three thousand feet, right, Nick? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, an Cap. It's higher than the planets. Uh, nope, oh, okay. um, but uh, <laughs> close. Uh, uh, and El Cap is uh, obviously incredibly daunting, but really impressive. Have you guys ever tried rock climbing? No, it's, a little bit. It's really fun. It's really hard. Uh, I, I got into it for uh, two or three years, and I haven't done it since the pandemic began. I'd like to try to start doing it again. Um, and what I love about it is you are the only thing you're thinking about while you're doing it is what you're doing, where your hands, where your feet are going to go. Uh, there are Philadelphia rock gyms in our area, which are great, PRG. Um, and there's one in Maniunk, Steve. There's one out in Oaks. Actually, by Maniunk, Nick, along the Wissican Trail, there's a few, again, another rock outcroppings. Yep. Where you'll see them, and they'll be walking. And for the longest time, I'd see hike what I thought were hikers, and they had these big pads on their backs. Yeah, you can get the pads for a right. couple hundred bucks, and, and uh, then you go, you set them, you set them down under your area just to get you familiar with. And that's for bouldering. Racing, that, yeah. That's for not for climbing as much. Yep. So bouldering is when you're not doing any ropes whatsoever. Um, and uh, what she was doing with ropes um, is is a different type of climbing. But it's it's really fun. It's really difficult. It's a really good workout. But it's also a really good mental escape from everything. What's bouldering? Is that um, all right? So what? It, There's around the shoulder bouldering. <laughs> okay. Uh, the pinnacle. Uh, at the top of the pinnacle, there are PA. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, is that bouldering? Uh, where you're just basically climbing over yeah. boulders and some of it's, you know, hand over foot. and Bouldering is less, uh, there's no ropes involved. So you're just doing it basically, but it's it's usually a lot lower. So you're going to just, it, it, bouldering is almost like a, a, a scramble. Um, okay. So you're going to use your hands and your feet and you're going to go up a little bit. But the reason they have those pe- uh, those pads that Steve was describing is uh, you're not going up very high, but also so the, the chance of falling very far has greatly diminished. With uh, rock climbing, like free climbing, like this lady did in, in, uh, in El Cap and, and Yosemite, um, it's, uh, the ropes are there to obviously to protect you. Yep. Cause I was, when I was, uh, hiking at the pinnacle, um, I, I, maybe it wasn't the pinnacle. Maybe it might've been just Hawk mountain. Cause they're, they're like right next to each other. Right. Uh, they're close. Yeah. Either way I was, I fell over and I fell off of one boulder onto another boulder onto my back. And it was probably a three or four foot fall. But when you're falling straight back, you can do actually a lot of damage, but I felt nothing because I was wearing a backpack, I had like a big backpack with a you know like a camel back in it, and right. thank God I did because I mean it really could have hurt myself. Yeah. I didn't hit my head, I didn't hit my back, I didn't hit any anything. Like you need that. a helmet. Yeah. So her name is Emily Harrington. Uh, uh, yeah, Emily Harrington, and um, we're looking at uh, some Instagram photos of her, and what what I think is awesome and would like to do if I didn't have to do the work to get there 
is when they will hang essentially a hammock or a sleeping bag <laughs> and stay the night. They, yeah, that's how people don't realize it. They don't realize that a lot of times, in fact, it's necessary. You have to stop during your sojourn yeah. and sleep on yeah. the cliff face. Yeah, <laughs> I would. Lo- I would like to do that. Yeah, the issue cool. is rolling out of bed. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, I think that would be um, um, an unbelievable experience. What's What's your vertigo like? Do what, what, do, you, do you have any issue with heights? Not. No, it doesn't terrify me. It doesn't. Uh, me it, it gets me. It makes me a little antsy, uh, but it doesn't terrify me. I don't mind going up on you know in tall buildings and things like that and looking over the side and leaning over and, and taking a good look. But but hanging off a um, yeah, that might be different. Uh, but dude, I, it looks where amazing. do you put your alarm clock and your <laughs> your keys? Um, there's another documentary where the guy's not free climbing or free soloing that, and they camp. It, there's just one pass that the dude can't get past. The what Don, is that? Donwall. Yeah. yeah, and and that's also in. Uh, there's a bunch of different routes in uh, Yosemite to do do El Cap. There's, actually, there's a whole bunch of climbing in a lot of different places in Yosemite. That's the way the rocks right. are are um, are laid out. Uh, and this is rock climbing season, so people are climbing in Zion right now. Uh, and there's also a really cool rock gym in um, Bridgeport. It's called Reach. And uh, so I'm sorry. No, no, no. If you're interested in rock climbing, there's a bunch of different places in the area, indoor and outdoor. There's a place called Top Rocks. Up What's in Radnor? Uh, Radnor. Radnor. Oh my god. Uh, I forget oh. what that's called. It might be Radnor Rock. It's right next to Swarthmore. <laughs> yeah. And it's thinnier. Yeah, thinnier. <laughs> is it Monday? No, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday oh my dude. god, it feels like a Monday. It's Monday part 2, Gravity Vault. <laughs> so, what's that? The one in Radnor is Gravity Vault. <laughs> <laughs> Radnor. Radnor. <laughs> Radnor. <laughs> So Emily Harrington, she did it. She's the first female uh, to manage to free climb, uh, and specifically this particular route, Golden Gate route of El Capitan. So that's huge, man. Mm. All right, what else we got here? All right, come on in, y'all. This one is all about gifts, so this is perfect for the odds and ends store. Uh, Neiman Marcus has released its annual Fantasy Gifts Luxury Christmas Catalog. And uh, like so much else this year, it's different than usual. They've focused on items for the home and vacations in the U.S. Uh, and this is according to the That's who we are. CEO of Neiman Marcus, Jeffrey Van Riemdonk. But they're not really attainable, right? Um, these type of gifts? Yeah, they're it's stupid expensive. So he said the catalog reflects that people are spending more time at home. So among the items are... <laughs> A $145,000 game room designed by Jonathan Adler. I'd be interested to see that. What makes that makes sense like. to me, and that's a, that's a worthwhile expenditure if uh, your kids uh, don't ever go to college. Uh, you have a $255,000 Bolus Endless Highways Bespoke Performance Edition Traveler Trailer. Ooh. What? What a mouthful of crap. I think they just add words to make it feel like you're yeah. getting your money's worth. So what's what's this trailer? What's in this trailer? I don't know. I've, I just have read this particular story. I have not looked at what these a items are. A bespoke trailer. Are. Yeah, exactly. So I've made to your specifications. I mean, bespoke is custom, yeah. right? So a $295,000 custom library, including furniture and uh, unique artwork. I'd like to get a library. A library. Uh, a $95,000 Keith and James hat. Well, uh, okay. What? A hat. A hat. A well, it says hats. Oh, plural. Hats. Okay. Plural. So hats. You get One hat hats. blows off while you're on the side of El Capitan. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. $95,000 worth of hats. I shouldn't have worn that hat. 
the Keith and James uh, hats at Neiman Marcus normally retail for uh, about five hundred and thirty to six hundred dollars. So for ninety five thousand, you should be able to find buy a hat store. Yeah, you get right. a bunch. What's you the know? most expensive hat on that list, Kathy? Do you see? Do they have a breakdown? From Keith and for James. Keith? Yeah. Keith and because um, that, that's that hats. you're literally I'm buying looking, almost a, a hat store inventory if that's what they're giving you. Well, I'm just looking at the Keith and James hats, but they're they're in the five hundred dollar range. Okay, for a freaking hat. Did you see the trailer? No, it looks really cool. It's one of those Steve. It's like uh, one of those um, airstreams. Yeah, airstreams. Like almost a sort of a retro steel. look. Yeah, yeah. And, I like and, uh, it. Looks really nice on the inside. I'd like one of those. That's, that's pretty right. cool. You know what? I'd use that to keep my hats. Yeah, Nick, <laughs> it's two hundred and fifty five thousand dollars. Or maybe not that one. <laughs> <laughs> But it looks really cool. It looks it's almost got like a classic what you would you would envision, Steve, like the inside of the Hindenburg might look like. Oh, I like. like that. You know, very, very stylish of a time when traveling was luxurious. Is it too late to get one for the camp out? Um, <laughs> less than a week away. Yeah, we might we'll have talk time. to Joe and see if he can swing it for us. You All can right. wear your hot pink western hat from Keith and James for seven hundred dollars in your two hundred and fifty five thousand dollar RV. Okay. Look at me, I'm a cowboy. <laughs> uh Yee-hoo! So the vacations that they're offering include a $345,000 five-night trip to Alaska's Sheldon Mountain House, located 10 miles from the summit of Denali. Welcome to uh, Sheldon Mountain House. Where guests can explore glaciers with private guides. Oh, see, now that sounds cool. Because private guides are watching you. But $345,000. Wow. Uh, there's also another trip. Uh, here you go. Uh, a trip for up to six people at the Montage Heldsburg Resort in California's wine country that comes with a year's supply of wine. Ooh. That's $215,000. Yeah, I and then you good. have you could go through that in a month. The last thing, this is on Neiman Marcus's Fantasy Gifts uh, catalog, Seven Night Stay. At California's Canyon Ranch, where guests will be attended by a, quote, team of nutritionists, physicians, and life coaches to design a year-long regimen for you. And that's $345,000. So basically, like an all-around life coach, physical uh, uh, trainer. But just for a week. They give you a year-long regimen. But you get this person. You got to follow that. F that. Uh, but you you Don't get, get a, that. You get a week there. We're looking at video of this particular activity. What if you don't get along with your particular people? Yeah, that only costs you three hundred thousand dollars. They knock forty-five grand off. It's was it Neiman Marcus that would have the because uh, one of them did sell Arabian horses every year. Uh, yeah, but they're doing it. I don't know if they do that every year, but they have done that before. But this is, they said they're they are tailoring it this year. Because For the COVID stuff. Of uh, COVID. Right. So that's, okay. That's so it's why. now it's more affordable. Yep. Yep. So uh, if you're interested, uh, you can buy that here at the Odds and Ends store, my friend. <laughs> Let's see what else we have. Here comes Sam Drucker. He's looking for some things. Proprietor to Preston Elliott always has the information you need. All right, we'll talk about uh, something going on in Scotland. There's something going on in Scotland. Uh, Scotland has become the first part of the U.K. to ban the smacking of children after new legislation came into effect. Now just punching? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, changes to the law giving children the same protection from assault as adults were passed by the Scottish Parliament last year and take effect from Saturday, uh, starting on Saturday. Wait, has another country done this before? I don't know. They're the first in the UK huh. uh, to do this, which so. seems to indicate it's been done. So, so, so corporal punishment 
uh, e- even within a home. Yeah. Like, like a spanking would be illegal. Yeah. How yeah. would they exert? Don't know that yet. Yeah. I don't know how they plan on. Maybe children, um, uh, children lawyers. Uh, Scotland becomes the 58th country, Kathy, okay. oh. to outlaw oh, corporal wow. punishment after the defense of justifiable assault was removed from Scots law. Uh, it is the first part of the U.K. to do so, with Wales expected to follow suit uh, with the introduction of a ban by 2022. But is this, are we talking about just, like, spanking your child, or uh, my, are we talking my, about child abuse? My guess is there's a delineation of some sort. Yeah. Like, if, in other words, if you, if a child is, is walking towards a, a flame or something, you quickly smack them to, you know... No, I know, but I'm just saying more in-depth. Like, obviously, physical abuse on a child is illegal here yes. as well. So is that what they're putting into effect or is it no, no, simply no, no, no. just this smacking your kid? This is simply just smacking a kid, okay. I believe. So now you're going to have, you know, the burden of proof is going to have to be there. Yeah. Uh, so I would imagine it'll, it'll have to be something that is witnessed and testified about in order to have charges laid against them. So, it, you know, it, it leads to child abuse, mm-hmm. uh, I would imagine. But, um, yeah, so it's interesting. And, and as you can imagine, it, it's going to be... Um, Controversial, yes. Uh, but fifty-eight countries have outlawed it, so I don't. I don't. I couldn't tell you which other countries those are. But I wonder um, what, to what level <clears throat> of success. Because again, for the most part, uh, I mean, it, it is covered, like you're saying, Kathy. Uh, abuse, you know, excessive abuse. But as as a parent now and then, a, a like I would get a spanking. I, I wouldn't say I was brutalized. Yeah, it's weird to say that. Like I'm not opposed to spanking. Like yeah. I just because I, I I was brought up in a family that uh, you know yeah. that there was corporal punishment, but that you know my parents didn't use switches. And 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 you know looking back on it, it didn't seem overly excessive. Now with that said, I don't do the same to my children. Yeah. Right. Because my wife didn't grow up that way, right? And so we we just you know our our parenting styles is 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 uh, basically based on the way she was brought up and i but i get it like a parent's frustration sometimes you know you just feel like the only way to get my point across is to you know swat your ass or or something along those lines now with that said when i see it happening in public i'm like that just doesn't look right you right. know it just I doesn't seem right and and i um just even a couple of months ago i was in a store and a kid was maybe 2 years old was pushing buttons on this machine that's what kids do we were waiting in line and there was a machine there with buttons and the mother smacked her hands. And I just, I didn't step in. I didn't say anything, but I wanted to. You know what I mean? I'm like, that just doesn't seem, mm. I'm like, why are you smacking the right, two-year-old It's two-year-old, for... it's, it's, you know, they're, they're That's curious. That's what two-year-olds it's, do. Yeah, exactly. And and there are other ways to discourage other than hitting. And it listen, it's a case-by-case case thing, and it's weird. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. It's, it's, it's. It's a weird situation. So in July of 1979, Sweden became the first nation to uh, ban uh, smacking children. And then they said the neighboring countries kind of it started to spread from there. Now, you can say we're getting soft as a society and, and, you know, this is the way I was brought up and blah, blah, blah. But and I think I might even said this not that long ago. I got there was corporal punishment in my house and it didn't stop me from doing bad things, you know, like so the threat of getting a punch in my arm from my mom or my dad. Still spray painted my neighbor's I know, garage. I, 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 I concurred. I did. I did the same thing as well. And and uh, so it doesn't work. So you know, with what you're doing now, do you find uh, like a, a complete success for the way you guys do it? If you if you institute something to control a, a behavior, does it work? I think my I, kids are better. better than I am. Yeah, my kids are my kids better, are way better than I am. My kids are I better was. children than I was. Yeah, and. 
I, 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 but to answer your question, Steve, I don't know. There's no handbook that says this is the way yeah. that it needs to be done. Oh, there is. <laughs> it's in some magical store on another yeah. planet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's in this store yeah. right here. Yeah. yeah. And we'll find something else to talk about uh, because I do have a few things here. How about the story? Ah, okay. This this just happened uh, yesterday. Virgin, the Virgin Hyperloop. So cool. Made his first journey carrying passengers on Sunday. Did you guys see the footage of this? Yeah. I saw pictures. Yeah. Footage. There's, the footage is amazing. How big is the track, though? I didn't. It s- wasn't very big. Okay, because it, it, it could only you know. I mean, it's They're a testing test. it. I yeah. assume it's a, a a loop of sorts. Right? No, no, it's not <laughs> really. They just call it the hyperloop. Uh, so anyhow, uh, they carried their passengers on Sunday in a test that the company claimed represented a major step forward for the groundbreaking technology capable of transporting uh, people at 620 miles an hour. Uh, it's intended to carry passengers in small pods through a vacuum tube with proponents arguing that it could revolutionize high-speed travel. Virgin says Hyperloop will be able to reach top speeds of 671 miles per hour, projecting a 45-minute journey from Los Angeles to San Francisco and will produce no carbon emissions. There was a science fiction years ago that uh, Gene Roddenberry, who did Star Trek, did a supposed to be the follow-up series that was going to equal Star Trek. It was called Genesis 2, I think it was called. And they had a a train system that was the like the hyperloop. It looks almost exactly like the tunnel and the footage that they have, but it's pretty wild. It's, it is just a tube. Yep. Yeah, and it's uh, it's very cool. Uh, I guess using they, maglev, right? Is that what they're using? I don't know if it yeah. goes in an actual circle or not. Uh, this particular one, I don't know if the if the the one when they create it right will or not. But they, I know they use the term loop, but I don't know if it necessarily means that it's a cylinder or circle in nature. Yeah, I, listen, I think this is cool as hell. Um, we watched the footage last night. My wife is like, "No, thank you, no way." I'm okay with it. I would totally do it. Um, the only thing I have a question about is how do they keep the track safe, right? So like they're, right. They're they can't, don't, they don't, but they, they honestly, they can't, they, they need to make sure that there are no trees in the area. Uh, the other thing I, I, no, question, no trees. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you can't control the weather, right? Oh, so like, fall, yeah, yeah. No, you know, that, things that, that, that might fall. And, right. And, yeah. Well, it's in a tube case. No, well, he's, he's saying that if, if you had. If you it was in an area where something of sufficient weight could topple down on it and crush it, right? That could be an issue. Now we assume that there are alerts and warnings and yeah. and and uh, kill switches and things. We assume, yeah, that yeah. would make it safe to travel. I think they'd probably be pretty thorough about that, and they probably wouldn't let it run if they didn't have all the safety could protocols you, in place. Could you imagine traveling though? It, it's uh, plus six hundred miles an hour. <laughs> be pretty awesome. Yeah. And and on the ground. On the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I would kind of want to have a window. Though. Two Virgin employees made the 500-meter journey. That's how far they went uh, in a two-person vehicle in just 15 seconds uh, at a test site in the Nevada desert. Uh, passengers Sarah Lucien told the BBC that she felt the trip was exhilarating both psychologically and physically and reported no discomfort. Uh, once brought into regular use, the pods will be able to transport up to 28 people at a time, Virgin says, with larger models uh, for moving goods also in development. Uh, Virgin's Hyperloop has raised more than $400 million largely for, from uh, company CEO Richard Branson and the logistics company DP World, Double Penetration <laughs> yeah, World. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is what it's going to feel like once you've gone 650 miles an hour. Which is owned by the Dubai government. Uh, Virgin. Much, uh-huh. I'm sorry. How much money? 400 million. 
That doesn't seem like very much. Yeah. For a project of this scope, I mean, uh, yeah. uh, $400 million seems like a drop in the bucket. They had coupons. Oh, all right. Well, then, <laughs> well that, never mind. That's what they've raised so far, so I, they're probably going to need a lot more for yeah. it to all to come together. Well, the, the, the plan is also to do one of these under the ocean, on the ocean floor. Really? From, uh, you know, California to Hawaii and, and to have this, uh, you, you know, depending on, <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, Could you imagine traveling under the ocean no. that distance in a tube like this? I would let a few people go before me. Okay, how long do you think that would take? If it took so, it, 45... it's six, 650 miles an hour from um, California to what? What is it? What how is far the distance? Is LA um, to Honolulu to yeah to Hawaii in general? So uh, Nick is looking that up now, and then we can do the math. Twenty five hundred miles. All right, divided by so, uh, so, so like six hundred fifty. I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, Virgin, by the way, is one of a number of companies working to develop the technology. Uh, but while Branson on Sunday hailed the success of the groundbreaking Hyperloop, concerns have uh, dogged developers about just how safe the technology would be. So that's the main thing. Safe, mate. Four and, hours. Four uh, hours. Uh, okay, it's only a five-hour flight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that's the difference. So if you plane fly, goes, plane goes so, so it's, it's going to make more sense... For um, ground travel, uh, you know, the, weighing whether you're not and, and how much it would cost versus flying. So I think that's the big thing. My guess is also if you're going to talk about an impact environmentally. Yes. You give another option. Absolutely. But you also then also comes a wealth of things that might occur because of this structure on the ocean floor and what that's going to have. You know, what, what, what will be things that we'll find out down the road after we start to use something like this. Whatever it is, it's pretty cool. Yeah, one researcher at Sweden's Royal Institute of Technology argued that the high speeds involved, though, could turn the Hyperloop into, quote, a barf ride. So it might be people to make you sick. Oh, okay. It's a, oh, oh, Swedish. Okay. Uh, yeah. okay. It's a barf ride, which is a small creature with wings. You said barf ride, but yeah. I heard I heard barf ride. Barf ride. <laughs> yes, it's a very barf ride. All right. Uh, anyhow, oh my God! Look at the time. We got to we got to close up shop. I'm sorry about this, uh, but we have to uh, move along. It's time to wrap. Thanks for stopping by the store. Appreciate. Got to take care of his other customers. We'll mm-hmm. see you soon. Uh, Why don't we, you steal something on the way out? When we come back, we will get into some bizarre file stories. I think you will like. Uh, stay with us, and also later on this morning, we're going to talk to Eric Bazilian yeah. of the Hooters from Sweden. Speaking of Sweden, Barfly. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance. It's the week before Thanksgiving. Starting Monday, November 16th, the gang will be camping out for an entire week at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. The dates aren't the only thing different about this year. The show will still go on inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent. But we can't have a studio audience. We're emphasizing cash donations this year, both online at WMMR.com and at your local Acme Market at the checkout register. Non-perishable food donations can be accepted on site via our trunk-to-truck drive through drop-off. Fueled by Pepsi. Camp Out is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Comcast Spectacor and the Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Cinch Propane Home Delivery, TRG Mid-Atlantic, Xfinity from Comcast, and Mayfair Fence. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Final. 
All right, it's brought to you by HERS. Behind every excellent game day is a bag of tasty HERS snacks. Enter the HERS Upgrade Your Home Gate contest at WMMR.com to take game day to the next level. You gotta break out the HERS. For the second time in recent weeks, a Florida woman has been arrested for pleasuring herself in public. This time, it was outside of a Popeye's restaurant at 10 a.m. That's good chicken. Vanessa Lee Jones was collared Saturday morning after a witness reportedly spotted her pleasuring herself near a dumpster outside the chicken joint in St. Petersburg. How good is Popeye's? This good. Uh, Jones was fully naked at the time. (laughs) I'm taking out my clothes. When police responded to the scene, officers also witnessed the defendant pleasuring herself in front of the dumpster completely naked. Jones, investigators added, was observed on security cameras while fully naked, pleasuring herself. That seems like such a beautiful image, someone pleasuring themselves in front of a dumpster. She is being <laughs> held in the county jail in lieu of $150 bond. I assume this is somebody that we don't want to see naked um, by the dumpster? She doesn't look quite as bad as you think she okay. might. She so you're is saying there's a chance. Not attractive, <laughs> but she doesn't look like you think you would. Okay. Would. So anyhow, St. Petersburg police noted that uh, Jones... Showed no indications of drug or alcohol influence and no indication of mental health issues. Well, there you go. It speaks to how good that chicken is. In police and court records, Jones is alternately listed as homeless and a resident of a rental property. So she's a little bit of both. Uh, Jones was arrested on September 30th after allegedly exposing herself and pleasuring herself in front of a 7-Eleven in St. Petersburg. She's uh, diversifying her portfolio. She was charged with lewd and lascivious uh, exhibition since she allegedly continued to rub her area in view of a minor who was accompanied by a male relative who recorded the 11 a.m. incident. She likes to do this in the morning, by the way. She clearly does. I wonder if Sheets is on her list. Uh, Jones remained behind bars. I don't think they have them in Florida. They do have Wawa's. Pig, Piggly Wiggly? Uh, Jones remained behind bars. What's going bars on outside the Piggly Wiggly? Until October 28th when she was uh, freed after prosecutors declined to pursue the felony cases. 7-Eleven uh. is a couple of blocks from the Popeye's restaurant where Jones was arrested Saturday morning. According to court records, uh, Jones' rap sheet includes convictions for theft, possession of drug equipment, trespassing, and possession of synthetic marijuana in the past. So, Wow. An argument that started over a dog led to a shooting that left eight people wounded in Tennessee. Nashville police say that they are looking for two male suspects. Officers say they responded to reports of gunfire early Sunday. Uh, None of the injuries were life-threatening. Police say the two suspects began arguing and one of them had a dog with him. Police say... The police say that the suspect with the dog pulled out a handgun... The second suspect left and then returned a short time later with a gun and accompanied by several other men. An exchange of gunfire then ensued. Uh, Police said that the investigation is ongoing. (laughs) It's one of our favorites. (laughs) Uh, Authorities (laughs) arrested a woman in Dallas, Georgia. I didn't know they had a Dallas in Georgia. I didn't know that either. There's stuff every day. After she allegedly tried to convince restaurant workers that she was an FBI agent and should get free food. I'll prove it to you. I'm going to pleasure myself in front of the dumpster. (laughs) Even when police officers arrived, the woman apparently continued to claim she was a federal agent. Kimberly George Ragsdale attempted to get free food from a Chick-fil-A by pretending to be an FBI agent. Employees were apparently not convinced. They called 911 to report the woman. And apparently... 
I'm sorry, Steve. This yeah. is not the first time that Ragsdale has attempted to get free food and has threatened to arrest employees when they don't provide that food. Did she provide any no. manufactured badge or anything? No, or? She, but she had an explanation for that. Okay. When officers arrived... She reportedly continued to claim that she was a federal agent. She allegedly told officers she didn't have any. De- she did. She had no identification because her credentials were electronic only. Here's my junior astronaut club card. Uh, officers, <laughs> officers placed Ragsdale in handcuffs and arrested her. She reportedly listen to this. this is my favorite oh, part. Yeah, go ahead. She pretended to talk into a supposed radio in oh her my shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> reporting that she was being arrested and that the FBI needed to send someone to the Rock Mart Police Department to get her. What do you guys want from Chick-fil-A? Yeah. They say they want a lot of good food. Uh, she was impersonate, charged with impersonating an officer, as you can imagine. She was almost there. Wow. Very convincing. All right, then we'll do another story. I like this one. This is a good one. It's a uh, full-time job to look for a job, but one man refused to let opportunity drive by and found work after posting his resume on the back of a truck. <clears throat> James Pemblington of Nottinghamshire, England, was out of work when the theme park where he worked was forced to cut employees due to the coronavirus pandemic. The man applied for about 100 jobs and went to on two interviews, but the opportunities ultimately fell through. Uh, the determined dad kept trying, even sending companies edible versions of his resume, packages of brownies featuring a QR code that linked to his website. That's a cool idea. That right? is actually very aggressive, very cool. Uh, no employers ate that gimmick up, but Pemlington's luck changed when he won a contest to have his resume displayed on the back of an 18-ton truck. That's cool. So, like on the back of those Horizon trucks, you see the guy yeah, Dave yeah. hanging out? It was like that. Uh, two days after it uh, hit the road, he was offered a new position by an employer who reportedly spotted his credentials while sitting in traffic. I was watching a uh, documentary about the making of Animal House, and Stephen First was delivering pizzas at the time when he was up for the role. Where Flounder. he was right, right. Yeah. But he, I, I, I stated that incorrectly. He was just trying to get any role, yeah. and he would put his resume with his photo on the inside of the box. He was delivering to an area where there are a lot of producers. That's great, and it worked. That's great. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Nice. All right, and uh, that's what I have in the B file for you this morning. All right, our next guest is ready to talk about a charity event that I think we are all going to be happy about. I have to, this has an intro. Oh. I have to wait till it gets past it. So anyhow, uh, it's Manna. High in the sky. One of our favorite things that happens every year. And from Manna, we would like to welcome Laura Payne Yay. to the show this morning. Hello, Laura. How you doing? Hey, guys. How's it going? Wonderful. We are Thoroughly upset that you can't be here today because you always bring samples with you. <laughs> All we have is fifteen hundred cookies. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Honestly, we, we we love the little samples, but yeah, we're probably your best commercial because we all order uh, uh, pies, and this is part of the uh, the holiday. But tell people what Mana does and the good work Mana does if they're unfamiliar. Sure. So Mana prepares and delivers medically tailored meals to individuals and families uh, in the greater Philadelphia area who are impacted by serious illness. So we believe that food is medicine. Um, It's been extra crazy the last few months. We're an essential service here in the city of Philadelphia. So we've been open and delivering this whole time. That's amazing. Nice. And uh, the the pies, how many many do you guys make and then distribute? Sure. So it's 10,000. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so we just baked off the 10,000th pie this weekend. So we're done with baking. Um, they're all in freezer storage waiting for 
Thanksgivings. Well, oh, last year I bought, I think I bought five, um, and and it's now, and I, I'm sure you guys, it becomes part of your Thanksgiving ritual. It's one I, I look forward to doing. Everyone loves them. That you know, and and I'll send my wife off when she goes to visit. You know, anybody. I don't know who she's going to visit this year, but. Uh, regardless, it, the, the pies are extraordinary. It's your way out of having to make a pie. Mm-hmm. You can put it in your own container if you want and kind of fake that you did it. <laughs> but but the flavors are are excellent. And again, we're we're always in awe of what you guys do because it's. I think you started just with with within the HIV community and then it expanded um, on to just you know and and the thing that you do delivering these meals. People just don't show up, and I, you know, th- you know, throw it there. There's there's interaction of some sorts. I, I assume with COVID, it's had to limit it a little bit. But what you do is so important, and people really need to take that into account. That just by purchasing a great pie that tastes great, that's going to be wonderful, and you're going to enjoy it. You're also going to do so much good. Yeah, absolutely. We are still visiting our clients. Um, we're staying six feet away. Um, you know, there's extra safety protocols, but for a lot of our clients, our drivers are the only people that they're seeing. Um, yeah. And, you know, we've gotten such incredible feedback from our clients, and we have so many more clients, honestly, because of what's going on. Is, I mean, some of them have said, like, going to the grocery store could kill me. Our clients are immune compromised, and, you know, it's important for all of us to be safe, but it's especially important for people with serious illnesses to be safe. So. I didn't even think about that. You, so exponentially, you must have seen a, a fairly sizable increase in your demand. Yeah, I mean, it the highest point, we were up almost 40% in delivered wow. meals. Um, and at the beginning of the pandemic, we were down over 80% in volunteers. So it was quite the situation over here um, at the time that I'm very grateful that, you know, I, I work with wonderful people and we really enjoy each other's company, which is great because we were spending a lot of time together. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, a couple of quick questions here, Laura. Um, when do When's the deadline to order and when's pickup? Sure. So you can order on manapies.org. Um, all the flavors are available there. There's 17 pickup sites this year. A lot of them are drive-through, and they are all outdoors, so they're Ooh. extra safe. Yep. So you have to order by Friday, November 20th. That's the last day. I would order a little earlier just because we've already started selling out. Um, we're out of our gluten-free pie already. Oh, man. Um, and a couple other flavors are probably going to sell out this week. And all the pickups this year are on one day, which is a new development for us. Um, so they're from noon to 8 p.m. on Tuesday, November 24th. Um, and, again, there's outdoor options. There's drive-through options. Um, this year you can even pick up at the link. We're going to be down there with Swoop and some of the Eagles cheerleaders and um, some extra fun surprises. Very nice. So oh, go ahead, Keith. No, no, I was, you, you already answered my question because I was going to ask you about the, the gluten-free blueberry pie, but uh, that does – it's sold out, so my right. question yeah. is now moot. Yesterday. All right, so you, you've got that. What, what are the other flavors? So we've got Aberdeen apple. We've got the mixed berry, pecan, pumpkin, sweet potato, and sky pie, which is a cheesecake uh, with chocolate, caramel, and walnut. Oh. Sky pie, Preston, is, oh my God. is, is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to. Then I'm gonna shoot. No, um, I, we always get the apple and and the, the pumpkin. We go with the pretty traditional. Oh, and, the pumpkin uh, is hard, hard to yeah, beat. And yeah. this year, if you want apple or pumpkin, we're actually going to be on GoPuff for people who use GoPuff to get essentials or snacks delivered. Um, Mana pies are going to be available starting today in select areas on GoPuff, so you could. If you want a pie today, you can get a pie today. Ooh, okay. This is one of the greatest win-wins of the year. It is. Uh, you yeah. you get a fantastic pie, and as Steve said, you can pretend like you make it yes. if you're giving it to someone else. And uh, and then Mana gets the much-needed uh, funds to continue doing what they do. 
and, and it's, it's well, let me suggest this, too. So if you're not traveling and if you're worried about, you know, COVID things and everyone's kind of being a little bit more closer to the vest, uh, buy some pies and perhaps give them to your neighbors as a as a as yeah. a gift or something. However you do it, we'd hate to see a decrease in the amount of pies being sold, um, you know, when when you need it more than ever and everyone will enjoy what they get with this. Yeah, absolutely. And this year we're also offering on our website, you can donate a pie to a partner organization. So we're bringing pies to shelters and soup kitchens and other organizations that are serving pies this Thanksgiving. So you can help us underwrite the cost of that as well. If you're you're not in need of a pie or anything like that, you can go ahead and donate it. Excellent. Manapies.org. Get to it. And uh, November 24th is going to be the pickup date. And we'll have the details. In fact, we have them. At PresidentSteve.com. You can check it out. All right, Laura, thank you. Hang on, is this for this? Yeah, it's a shout-out. Oh, before we let Laura go? Yeah. Uh, somebody, I don't, this this just in, this was just handed to me. Shout-out to Mana staff driver Carol. She's a huge President Steve fan <laughs> and is listening right now on her route. Oh, ah! Thank you, Carol. Carol's the best. She loves you guys. Excellent, uh, and we love her. All right, you're the best. Laura, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great one. All right, you, you too. too. All right, so pie in the sky. Laura, yeah. pie in the sky. she is... This is why we need to have an air with this. All right, so order. You're going to love the pies. They're fantastic. But speaking so of good. sweets and treats and things, <laughs> we have a $30 gift card to give away right now for Ginny's Cookies and Cream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll take caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ginny's Rakota Cookies. Oh, yeah. Or a f- Fan favorite. They're his favorite. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they are handmade from scratch and topped with a decadent vanilla buttercream icing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it says here, and yeah. I quote, you've ricotta have these cookies. Ah. Visit Jenny'sCookies.com and WMMR listeners. You can get 40% off by using oh, yeah. using the code <laughs> Annabelle uh, and when you place your order. So keep that in mind. So call Annabelle. Call, Annabelle. Call, call Annabelle. Caller number 10, you get the $30 gift card. All right, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer's Real Expert Jewelers are available for virtual and in-store appointments. Real diamonds, real experts, real people. It's easy to go to IHateStevenSinger.com. There's no better time to say I love you, and there's no better time to get engaged. Steven Singer's team of real experts are ready to help. I hate Stevensinger.com. With more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Man, I can smell those cookies from in here. Oh. <laughs> Yummy. We'll do some giveaways, like I said, with those guys. And uh, do you smell anything, Kathy? <laughs> I do smell, yes. Mm. I have a very sensitive. Uh, sense of smell. Kathy does have a very sensitive scent of uh, sense of smell. If you you can't burn scented candles, no, no. she hates them. Perfumes and things like that will I, I've irritate been at, you. I've been at parties before, and uh, like there'll be a candle burning, and I'll just like, <laughs> and I, like <laughs> I blow it out if I'm like anywhere near it. It gives me a headache. Do you ever do that at wakes and churches? <laughs> I bet incense drives you crazy too. Oh, yeah, you know what? It's too strong. I don't. Yeah. There's some things that I don't mind the smell of. It's just. Way too strong, like right. incense. I don't mind it, but it's too strong for me. Yeah, I'm getting more and more that way because I have sinus issues, and from time to time, I'll smell. So, like Rochelle was doing those oils, um, yeah, mm-hmm. those vapor things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and after a while, I'm like, I can you not too do much. that? A lot <laughs> of people use them for the soothing aspects yeah, yeah. of them. Uh, 
I don't mind them. I just um, I I prefer like crisp autumn air. You know, to yeah. to to artificially oh, enhanced yeah. air. Yeah. We went out uh, for a walk on this Google Trail the other day, and my daughter uh, was just talking about how wonderful this scent was. This, yeah. this autumn scent that we were smelling out by the river or the the creek and. Uh, you like pancakes? <laughs> and she said it was reminding her of certain things and places we've been and stuff. And I'm like, it's, it's just the best when you get those memories. But Kathy's been having this bizarre, this anomaly uh, with her sense of smell. Yeah, it's so weird. And like, I want to see if anybody has had this similar thing take place. And so when she tells it, feel free to call in if, because we want to find out if she's the only one or not. I feel like there has to be. It has to be something. And But what I think is it's not necessarily my smell. I think it's in my head. Okay. Uh, so in the middle of the night, it's happened a number of times, handful of times in the middle of the night, like one, two o'clock in the morning, I spring up out of my bed because I, I thought each time that the house was on fire because I'm smelling, I'm smelling something, something cooking. And then I realize I smell, I'm like, okay, that's not fire, but it smells like steak cooking or like a burger on the grill really yes so good, you're you're having smell. you're having <laughs> smell dreams basically it, but it's waking me up like right. like i mean i'm jumping up like oh my gosh some, something's cooking. I left the stove on. Uh. Or somebody else left the stove on because I don't turn it on. Right, but, yeah. You know what I mean? Now, do you tell Dennis? You know, you wake him up and say, do no, you smell this? No, because okay. I, the first time I was, um, I was like a little nervous and I got up and I went downstairs yeah. and it was nothing. And so the the times after that, I realized what was happening. But I'll get up and I'll you know go to the bathroom or, or whatever, and just um, you go it, to the it kind bathroom. Of, it kind of you know just goes away, and then I go to sleep. But it, it's there. Like I would say, good, maybe like five minutes. How wow. many times has this happened? Would you say? Uh, it's happened. I would say maybe like four or five times. And you wake up panicking. Well, at first I did, okay. but then I knew what was going on, but it's still waking me up out of a dead sleep. I've never heard anything like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have visual hallucinations. You have all, you can have audio hallucinations, mm-hmm. and I just don't know if there is a sense, right? uh, like a, a smell hallucination. It has I, to be, though. It's nothing. It's not, And it's 2 o'clock in the morning. It's not like my neighbors are grilling outside. Right. So I have or had... Or maybe they are, and as you know, they don't invite you to their parties. <laughs> Kathy got very jealous one time. Yep. So when, when I had uh, my my dog was a puppy, he had a really sensitive stomach, and he was having. When we first got him, he was having accidents overnight in in the cage, and that would wake me up. The smell would wake me up, and then uh, once we got a handle on it, we got his stomach right. I was still waking up and smelling it, uh, but it w- there was nothing there, and I don't know if that's you know. Sort of well, this hearse is coming out of nothing. I mean, you're you're, you're <laughs> that's actually that's, that's predicated on something. That's what I mean. That's why I think it's in like whatever it is, whatever the dream I may be having, or something that's going on during sleep. Is your pillowcase made out of steakums, no, Banshee? It's not. It's well, not. <laughs> I don't know if you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I, I'm not. I mine is is still happening, even though there is no accident. Right, do, but, do you know the, but it seemed like you had something that, that triggered it. Yeah, and, and you got used to waking up. So she yeah. she has nothing. It's not like you had an incident where you woke up and there were houses on fire, right? Or, or there, there was, was something being cooked. Cooking. You're just having something out of nothing occurring. Yeah. Do you think that it has anything to do with COVID? And the only reason I ask is because people have different uh, reactions to smell and and loss of sense of smell and then imagining uh, different <laughs> smells after being diagnosed COVID I, positive. I mean, I, I oh wait, so are you saying I have COVID? Um I'm asking if you're saying you're pregnant. I'm asking if there is any connection whatsoever. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I I don't know about that. And and also another thing is um 
we don't really cook steak in our house. So it's no. not a smell that came from earlier in the day. Right. And, you know, maybe I'm, like, dreaming about having a steak. We had to, Nick, I think I shared it with you guys. There was a, Some people were saying that coffee now smells like rotten meat to them. Yeah, and... I, I know somebody who was diagnosed, um, <laughs> and their sense of smell, which used to be incredibly sensitive, like yours, Kathy, um, has changed and altered, and they smell different things now than they used to smell, and their sense of smell has also been greatly diminished. But things that were oh. there before, it's not... <laughs> Necessarily audio hallucinations. You're right over there, Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's 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 they're thrown off. Uh, let me. There's some calls coming in. I'm going to go to Leanne. Hi, Leanne. Good morning. Hi. What's up, Hi, Leanne? Um, Kathy, I've had this for years, and when you guys were talking about the ghost a few weeks ago, um, I I tried to call in because I've always heard things in the house. And I can't figure it out, so I've, I just assumed it was some type of, of ghost in our house. And I wake up at night, and I smell hamburger cooking. And I'll go down, and I'll check everything, and, and it's happened. I mean, my kids are older now. It's happened since they were little. Is it and is it possible, Leanne, like that, that a, a short-order cook died in your house? <laughs> <laughs> it may have, but it's gone from house to house. We've moved a couple times, and... It still happens in the new house. All right. So, so outside of the the the, the ghostly stuff, you you you're what Kathy mm-hmm. described being um, woken out of a, a a complete sleep because of this smell. That's what you have. Uh, that's what you experience. I, it is okay. It is. I don't. I don't know if I'm woken by the smell, but I wake up and I smell it. Okay. All right, well, hang, keep listening because there's some other calls coming in. We'll see if these seem similar to you. Thank you, Leanne. Uh, I will go to Tiffany next. Hi, Tiffany. Good morning. Good morning, Tiffany. So do you experience this? Same thing. It has woken me up out of my sleep. But it's never anything sweet. It's not a baking cake. It's always something burning. Um. Not really a burger, but, but it's something like a fire or burning. And I have woken my husband up. Do you smell that? And he's like, I don't smell a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. So so that, okay, so for, with you, it, it's more the house is on fire unless the delightful taste treat that is a burger. <laughs> I've never really smelled a burger, but it's definitely been like a fire or smoke. Um, it, it could be something cooking. I don't know. I've never related it to a burger. Is it is it is it very pungent? I mean, is 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 it yeah. is it a whiff of it or it's overwhelming? It's it's overwhelming. Wow. Same thing. It lasted about five minutes, and and it would keep me up because I you know I was worried. But now it's same thing. I'm like, ah, it was just in my dream. Yeah, same it, time it, ling- it lingers a little bit, and it doesn't go away immediately. And mine is pleasant. It's not like it's something that you know uh, that I dislike or something. It's it's almost a pleasant smell. Oh my god, that's a burger. Uh, that's <laughs> interesting. Uh, Tiffany, you ever talked to a doctor about it? I have not, but um, not too long ago, you guys were talking about you know. If there's something going on, uh, uh, I don't know if it was a stroke or something like that, it could be brought on by the smell of something burning, like burnt toast. So I got worried and I started to research that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about that. But then it was like, oh, my God, you know, it could be something medical. But Yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting. All right. Thanks, Tiffany. Actually, uh, we have a doctor. It's a different Dr. Mike, but uh, Mike is <laughs> on the line. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. Mike, you're a physician. I am. I am. Um, when when I heard Kathy talking about this, the classic thing that we are taught in medical school is that people will have the, the word that he used for it is actually called an olfactory hallucination. Yeah. 
So that just means a, a, a smell hallucination. Yeah. And most often it is usually associated with um, seizure-type disorders. So someone who has epilepsy, they will have a pre-epileptic um, episode where they will have these hallucinations, usually a pretty bad or uh, terrible smell, and then they'll fall into their seizure activity. Um, it can be with other things, but I would probably, if you're having this and it's recurring, it wouldn't be unreasonable to have a visit with your family talk and just talk with them about it. Yeah. He thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> so, no, so well, no. well, Mike, no. so does this happen under any other circumstance other than a, a, a seizure disorder? Um, it can, um, but generally the other reasons are not as good as even that. And so I don't want to be alarming, but that's, you know, when you have that, it can just happen out of the blue, but it's really unusual. Okay. Um, and so I would, I would at least talk with your family talk about it. They may say, you know what? Hey, okay, but I'd, I'd, I'd probably talk with them first before I, you know, went with just hey, okay. Well, okay. that sounds like good advice. You know, better to err on the side of caution. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Welcome. Have a good morning. You too. All right, from Wikipedia, uh, phantasmia, phantasmia, also called as the doctor had said, olfactory hallucination or phantom odor. Is smelling an odor that's not actually there. It can occur in one nostril or both. Do you have that experience, Kathy? Mm, smell in one or the other. I think it's. I think it's. I could smell with one nostril tied behind. It's my pretty back. strong. Unpleasant phantasmia or cacosmia, cacosmia, is more common and is often described as smelling something that is burned, foul, spoiled, or rotten. Okay. Experiencing occasional phantom smells is normal and usually goes away in, uh, on its own time. When hallucinations of this type do not seem to go away, or when they keep coming back. It can be very upsetting and can disrupt an individual's quality mm. of life. Mm. Olfactory sure. hallucinations can be caused by common medical conditions such as nasal infections, nasal polyps, or dental problems. We know that's not Kathy's issue. <laughs> no, no, but I do have perfect teeth. I have major sinus issues. I have my entire life, so I don't know. Could that could be it. That. Is it possible you have a, a burger patty wedged up your nose? <laughs> uh, it can result from neurological conditions such as migraines, head injuries, strokes, Parkinson's disease, seizures, and brain tumors, like the doctor was saying. So these are there are other things. It can also be a Great. symptom of certain mental disorders. Oh, now yeah, we're talking. It. Such as depression, bipolar hey, disorder, uh, intoxication. <laughs> or withdrawal from drugs and alcohol okay, or it's not that. physical <laughs> or psychotic disorders. Excessive well. sex. Okay. No. Uh, there are some things we can That's not cross it. off the we list. Environmental exposures are sometimes the cause as well, such as smoking, exposure no. to certain types of chemicals, no uh, which would be incesticides and solvents, or radiation treatment for head and neck cancer. Neck cancer? Mm. Let me ask you, so uh, on the uh, the... the the sinus thing seems to be the most obvious culprit, right? If, yeah, you've, if you've had extensive issues with your sinuses, that could be the, the the issue here. And also, this season has been terrible with them. Yeah, I've had. Excuse me my uh, my sinuses have been active. Uh, I've been I've been getting more of the migraine headaches. They haven't turned into full blown incapacitate me migraines, but I've had them much more often this autumn than I normally have. Do you so know I think it might be. Uh, some sort of pollen or something mm-hmm. like that. There's yeah. a treatment for that. When you go to sleep, place a London broil on your chest. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. I will go to Karen. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Good morning. How what? are you guys? Good. What's up, Karen? 
Um, I have, uh, it, this really struck a nerve with me because um, ever since the summertime, um, I have had this recurring smell of cigarette smoke. Uh. And it's, it's only when I'm in my house, but it's, it's <laughs> all times of the day. I could, I could be uh, like laying in my bed at night and wake up at 2 in the morning and I, I think I smell somebody smoking. Hmm. Or um, I'll be sitting watching TV or reading the newspaper and all of a sudden I get this overwhelming um, sense that somebody's... Go back to sleep. <laughs> do, you have, do you have teenage kids, Karen? No, yeah. Well, okay. no, I was wondering no. the same I thing. Mean, nobody, smokes, nobody smokes in the house. Huh. Um, my neighbors uh, don't smoke around me. I've even had um, the the um, uh, air conditioning and heating technician come out and check my check my uh, heating and air conditioning. To and I changed my filter because I, I did talk to my doctor about this uh, during just my regular um, physical routine mm-hmm. physical, and she said, "Well, maybe it's the neighbors that that you know are outside smoking." And I do have a neighbor that smokes outside, but Son of a I bitch. can almost guarantee she does not smoke at three or four in the morning. Hmm. And and I can't figure out what it was, what it is. And at first, I thought it it might be COVID, yeah. but I don't have any other any other symptoms. Right so, so there's been no di- no no uh, conclusive diagnosis for what the situation no. is. Okay, no. uh, but no. maybe that's enough of a trigger to go and get tested. Uh, maybe you know, I, you know, it's just it's very annoying because I am very sensitive to cigarette smoke. Right, um, and it's just. I think, like, why? Like, nobody around. There's no sm- cigarettes around. Karen, do you have any family members or anybody close to you that has passed away that was a cigarette smoker? Yes. Okay, because I had a a psychic say to me one time, if you ever smell cigarettes and nobody, sm- and, and nobody around you is, is smoking, and that's, you know, that is so-and-so. And I was like, well, okay, that's just weird. Uh, I'm not saying that it's a ghost, Karen, but it's probably it's probably a ghost. It's probably it's a ghost. probably a smoking <laughs> ghost. Yeah, the classic smoking ghost. Oh, jeez, yeah. I hope not. <laughs> no, that's interesting that you went to the extent of cleaning the filters out of your uh, HVAC oh, yeah. system, oh, yeah. and still no no issue. Yeah, I I find it hard to believe that the cigarette smoke would carry over to your house from your neighbor. Well, uh, that's, that's interesting. What I thought, too. Yeah. I mean, it's it, there's one neighbor that I know of, and and she lives like three doors away. So, do you envy Kathy her pleasant meat smell? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my steak. No. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> all, right, all right, wow, that's 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 pretty wild. Thank you, Karen. Uh, sure. By the way, your text says I always smell cigarette smoke. Unmistakable cigarette smoke. It's so strong I can feel myself breathing it in, like my lungs feel full and weak. Oh. Problem is, nobody around me smokes, nor do any of my neighbors. It's so weird. Smoke wow. ghost. Clearly a smoke ghost. Smoke, it's got to be. Um, let me go to Lee. Lee, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, bud. What's happening, man? <laughs> no, dude. So, so I actually, like, uh, things like um, bacon, I can not only smell it, but I can taste it slightly in my mouth. And, and then sometimes it's also that, um, you know, like that rotten egg smell? Yeah, like sulfur. Yeah, I'll smell it, but then I'll also taste it, and then I realize I farted. Oh. <laughs> Nicely. But the bacon smell. All right. Thank yeah. you, Lee. All right. Uh, let me go to Peter, because uh, he actually went to an ear, nose, and throat specialist. Hi, Peter. Good morning. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. What's up, my man? Hey, nothing much. Yeah, I've been dealing with this for over a year now, but went to the ENT first. They checked out my sinuses. Everything looked good. Um, 
and went through a couple other tests. I got a, a brain scan. Um, my, everything in my brain checked out okay. No tumors, which is the you know the main thing I was worried about. Um, but yes, that my last step is the neurologist, and um, it's not so much a migraine thing. It's more of just uh, you know just something weird weird going on in my brain, I guess. So and, do you uh, do you smell it? Smell something all of the time, or at night, or when? It's usually it's usually caused by pressure. Um, if I jump in a pool or I shoot guns um, or blow my nose too hard, it's it triggered by anything. So, yeah. you know, and before you go to sleep, don't you hard. discharge a fire? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, that causes pressure on you shooting guns? Yeah, if it's like a, you know, a heavier round. Okay. Um, like a tense, yeah. like a percussive blast. Yeah. Okay. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, so it really could be triggered by anything. And I don't, I don't really know um, what it is. I went on diets, you know, did this and that. And, you know, no real help. So what's wow. the smell? What's that? What is the smell? Uh, it smells almost like leather. Like, uh, like yeah, it could be a burning, but leather boots is the the, the wow. closest. I like that smell. It's a pleasant. Yeah, smell. I do like that yeah. smell. Uh, it is. It is. It can it can be for for some people, but it almost triggers like a, a panic attack or an anxiety attack when it when it goes yeah. on. I, I yeah, because it doesn't so seem hard. natural to you. Yeah, or maybe you're smelling your own forest. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Well, Appreciate yeah, it. No. Have a great day. All right, man. All right, that, that, he's, yeah. That's an extensive amount of checking into that he's doing. Yeah, uh, I guess so. You just had it a couple times. When was the last time you had it, Kathy? Um, a couple uh, last week. It was sometime last week because I oh. brought it up to you guys. Then I'll go to Vanessa here. Hi, Vanessa. Good morning. Hi. Hey. Um, I know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. It happens to me. All the time, except it's nothing good like hamburgers, which I would love. <laughs> what is it? Um, mostly it's cigarette smoke, and nobody smokes in my house. Nobody smokes anywhere in the vicinity. Wow. Um, a couple times it's been like an ammonia, like a cleaning smell that's woken me up. At, yeah, it's not. Kathy would like one. that though. Yeah. <laughs> Vanessa, when you when you have um, when you smell actual cigarette smoke, is is there any? Noticeable difference between the hallucination versus the actual smelling of it if you're near uh, somebody who's smoking? No. It, I can actually, like, I, it'll crazy. be all day that I smell it, and I can, it feels like I'm actually breathing it. So, so, so if you're, uh, you've obviously been in a room where people were smoking, and uh, yeah. is this exactly that? It smells, it smells the same. It kind of irritates your throat the same, but it may not be like as strong as if you were right next to somebody smoking. Still, that's pretty amazing that you're getting the, even the um, related effects of it with your throat and everything. Casey clearly believes it's a smoke coast. It's a smoke coast. (laughs) No doubt. Thank you, Vanessa. Wow. Bye. One more quick call. I'm going to go to Tommy who's been on hold for a while. Hi, Tommy. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Sorry to bother you at work. No, what's up, dude? So, uh, Doc, I took my thunder a little bit here, but uh, basically uh, my anatomy professor basically said this. When you have a smell, the molecules of that scent get stuck on your olfactory bulb, and they can be released weeks later. So we dissected like a, a mouse or a rat. I can't remember what it was. And weeks later, that was released. So I would be in the cafeteria eating... Uh, and I just smell rat or mouse. Oh, so yummy! Uh, but but yeah. Tommy doesn't doesn't it seem strange you pe- that that people are having this over extended periods of time. Yeah, so I do physical therapy, and we actually have patients that have something called a vestibular migraine. So they don't get any headaches. They get these bouts of dizziness, and it's precipitated in some patients by a smell like that. Uh, mm. Also, trauma. 
allergies. So this is fall allergies, Kathy. You might be um, yeah. experiencing some sinus issues, and that's those that smell, that cookout smell, is being released the molecules. Um, it's a little bit more benign than what Doc Mike was saying, but uh, you know the flip side is. It could be something serious like seizure activity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going to go with the sinus thing and also yeah. either or she's stark raving mad. Right. Yeah. Might be too. All right, Tommy, we appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Sure. All right, cool. Tommy want wingy. Okay. <laughs> that was for you, sir. Uh, interesting. Yeah. You should talk to Mike about it. You should yeah. talk to Dr. Mike about it. Just minute. He'll be like you again. I know. I know. <laughs> you know what? I know. Me talk- too. I bring in stuff all the time. I'm like... I've been talking to him for years, just saying, and we keep trying stuff and trying stuff. It's like, all right, I don't know. <laughs> Eventually, they don't know, man, sometimes. He rules the day he took us on because we're, oh, we all go to Dr. Mike, and he goes, you can keep me. I, I can just work on you guys all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, anyhow, interesting, so hopefully we find something out about that, but thanks for sharing, Kath. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we will talk to Eric Bazilian of the Hooters. He's got new music out, yeah. and he's calling us from Sweden, so we will come back with uh, Eric and some other things. Stay with us. Oh, wait, you know what? I'm going to give away a $30 gift card right hey! now. I need to do this uh, for Ginny's Cookies and Cream. We'll take caller 15 at 215-263-WMMR. They have everybody's favorite cookie, custom iced butter cookie, sugar, triple chocolate, oatmeal, even custom cookie cake brownies, all this stuff. And you can go to Ginny'sCookies.com to send cookies anywhere in the U.S. You use the code Annabelle to get 40% off now through November 30th. All right, we'll be right back. Annabelle. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. You heard correctly. The event is a little earlier than usual. This difficult year has made it even harder for area families staring food insecurity right in its face. Which makes the Camp Out Business Challenge more important than ever. Props to Subaru of America for leading the way, challenging other area companies to get involved. It's effective team building for your staff as they wrap together to help fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. For those who go the extra mile, there are prizes for the top three business challenge donations, including Preston and Steve broadcasting live from your place and for your staff. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Our next guest has new music. We'll play a little bit of it here for you as we bring him on board. Nice little rock and roll flavor to it. Definitely some things to say. coming out in the spring and this particular single is called Heaven Ain't Gonna Save Us. Let's welcome our friend Mr. Eric Bazillion to the show. Hey. Hey. Hi, everybody. How are you, Eric? 
I'm great, thank you. I'm I'm far away, and I got to say I miss the weather there, but I do not miss the traffic on the school kill. No, <laughs> well, I'm sure you don't. It's it's ticking up a bit as as you know people uh, return to work. It'll be the disaster it's always been by the next time you return. <laughs> <laughs> oh yay, something to look forward to. Uh, for those who don't know, Eric is calling in from uh, Sweden. Are you in uh, currently in Stockholm? I am. Yep, right in the center. Nice. Oh, it's so beautiful. I want to. After all this is over, Preston always raves about it, and everyone I know has ever been loves it. I, I've got to get there. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty terrific. It's really civilized, and it's a beautiful city, and it's navigable. Uh, the public transportation is fantastic. We don't even have a car here. And Eric, what room in your house would I be staying in? <laughs> <laughs> Put him in the solarium. Actually, you, uh, during the week, you'd be staying in the master bedroom because the school is right outside the windows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see the plan. You know, I, I just remembered the last time we had Eric on was the same day we had Michael Renberg on. We had two guests calling, up, like, calling us from Sweden on the same time <laughs> at the same day. Did you guys ever meet up, you and, and Michael? Yeah, we met years ago. Um, we actually met in his hometown, which is way up in the north of Sweden. And then we, we, we hung out a bit in, when he was in Philadelphia. That's very cool. Um, in fact, uh, in fact, my son took his first steps at Michael's house in Florida. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, so, Eric, how long has um, the new album uh, been in the works? Well, I, you know, when I started spending a lot of time here, and about three years ago, and I started recording stuff in the in the basement here. I have a little setup in the basement, and um, during this pandemic time, you know, I decided to take the lemons and make some lemonade out of them. So most of the songs I've, I've written and recorded since March. Um, and then at some point in in the spring and summer, I realized I've got an album. And um, Well, it, know, it, it and, sounds, listening to it, I mean, it's it's lush, it's it's fully produced. I, what, what are you working on in the uh, basement? What what editing, uh, what uh, mixing software are you using? I'm, I'm working, it's just really the same as I do at home. I have Pro Tools. Yeah. And, um, you know, r- rather than having my, my big studio with the drum kit mic'd up and all the microphones, I've got one good microphone and a, a little interface and a laptop. <laughs> and then I send out files for, to to, uh, to drummers. David Wasikinen from the Hooters plays drums on most of the album. This particular track is a friend of mine in Slovenia. Oh, wow. Yeah, David actually sent me a little clip of a demo that he was working with you months and months ago, earlier this year. He just wanted him to hear the, the drum sound. We're kind of, we're friendly with each other. And um, and I was like, man, I, I, I don't remember the title of the song, Eric, but you mentioned uh, being worried about your mother uh, was one of the oh, lines. Yeah. Uh, but it was just a, <laughs> you, you, you have such a... Uh, Concise, straight ahead, lyrically, your, your, your approach, and, and over the years we've heard it, it's just a, it just makes sense what you write. You don't try to fancy it up too much. You just keep it pretty straight ahead. I'm just trying to tell the stories, you know, yeah. whatever pops into my head. You know, my songwriting for me is really kind of therapy. I, I learn more about myself and what I'm feeling from my songs and from what my brain tells me. Well, you, you, you have the gift, and that gift is, is, is uh, you can... You wrap a uh, uh, a message that connects, uh, even if it's not too heavy on a message, with uh, music that, that sticks in your mind. And, I mean, a lot of people probably are envious of <laughs> that ability. Is that something you worked into, or did you sort of hit the ground running and, and, and realize, okay, this is what I am naturally adept at? 
it's something I still work myself work into. Okay. I, mean, I, I really, you know, every day I, if, if I sit down to, to make a new song, I, I ask myself, how did I do it yesterday? I don't know. How am I going to do it today? I don't know. But I do know that I did it yesterday, and chances are I can do it again today. That's a good way to approach because like a lot of what happens in entertainment or anything, I mean, we are we are the low uh, level on the totem pole of entertainment. But, but still, those same questions come up, you know, well, well what have we been doing? How do we adapt? How do we adjust? And, and I, I think if you don't have a little bit of insecurity or at least um uncertainty you know if, if you're just wildly hey i got this uh, i don't think you can generate the same quality stuff do you know what i'm saying absolutely and i think anyone who says that they know what they're doing is lying <laughs> <laughs> no i agree uh so with this with the album coming out in spring at some point I mean, you know, everything's just so up in the air still uh, right now. But is yeah. the idea to to get out and play shows eventually? I I would love to. You know, I, I would ideally I hit the ground running in early spring, do shows, and then and then uh, when summer comes, we have our Hooters 40th anniversary tour. Wow. What what's the situation in in Sweden now as far as um, concerts and things of that nature? Um. Well, you know, there was about a two-week period when they when they expanded the number of people at a gathering from fifty to three hundred, and now it's back to fifty. Okay. So, um, I got I have friends in, 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 who work in the theater here, and they're doing full productions for audiences of fifty people. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, concerts, no, that, that's not that's not happening. Um, you know, things really got better here for a while. I know, you know, Sweden had this reputation in the beginning for having a really tough situation and it was tough for the, for the elderly um the more vulnerable parts of the population but things really cleared up and you know now like everywhere in the world you know things are it's getting tough again and and, and the sweden doesn't really have restrictions as much as it has guidelines which people for the most part really do follow and and the, the guidelines have definitely tightened up Okay. Well, then, uh, well, hopefully we get to that point where uh, you can realize your dream of getting that music out. Yeah. Because honestly, I'm, I'm sure it's never, it can't feel like a complete process until you're performing it live in front of a lot of ears. Absolutely. But, but you know, the thing with, with, with the songs on this record is I think they're all very timely. Um, and I think they're telling stories that people want to hear, people need to hear. Um, you know, the, the next single I have is called I Miss Everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, What's that's that true. about? <laughs> <laughs> but it's a hopeful song. It's, it's actually hopeful. You know, my, you know, as, as down in the dumps as I've gotten at times, as have we all, you know, I, I, I'm always looking for a silver lining to quote a Hooter song. And, um, and, uh, you know, I, there's, there's always one to be found. Yes, you're exactly right, Eric. Besides uh, songwriting and, and keeping busy with that thing, you're you're a big pop culture guy. We always talk about TV shows and things like that. What's been occupying your time? What do, what do you recommend to people? Uh, actually, my wife and I have been watching Borgen lately. It's a it's a Danish series. Um, it's sort of like the Danish House uh, House of Cards. Oh, okay. So it has a political uh, aspect to it. Yeah, it's about a woman who becomes prime minister in Denmark and. Um, it's great. It's in Danish, but you know the subtitles. I, I don't understand any Danish. I'm pretty good in Swedish, but 
Danish is a completely different animal. Um, that's really good. My wife and I watched the entire Lucifer series, which for mindless entertainment was fantastic. <laughs> when it first it, premiered, I found it a bit too mindless. You're likely to find. Yeah, but but apparently it got it got better when they ported it over to Netflix. Is is that your because they they could allow a lot more with oh, it? Oh, we lost him. Oh, did we? Yeah, we lost him. Oh, you know what happened? What? We, I, I made fun of Lucifer. You pissed him off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he liked the show. He said it was mindless entertainment, and you... You, you can't take that. You, were, <laughs> <laughs> you went over. a step... You like, went too far, Steve. His friendship is over. Uh, he's, he's, calling he's calling back right now. So. I think he's all, all is forgiven. All right, no, but please, he may be in a compromising position. Make sure you lead <laughs> into the conversation. Hey, did, did Steve, uh, did, did he offend you by saying that uh, <laughs> he didn't care for Lucifer, the, uh, the show? Um, you know, I, I'll tell you... It, that was kind of a love-hate thing. I mean, we would sit there and go, "Oh my God, is this really happening?" <laughs> no, it's 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 the best. It's the worst of the best. Or well, the best of the worst. once okay. you find out it's based on a true story where Lucifer does assist a <laughs> a crime unit, yeah. uh, then that, no, no. I listen. There, we take flights of fancy with everything, but the oh, show, yeah, yeah all, all that stuff. I mean. Uh, without stop and think uh, in years uh, past when they've had s- similar situations, a pandemic or whatever, or there was in, the, in one case you had World War One going on. What if you didn't have Netflix? What did you what do? What did you do? Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, so, you know, all things considered, um, we're, we're doing OK, <laughs> you know. Well, they had these things called books back. then. No, they <laughs> suck. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Queen's Gambit, if you haven't watched that on Netflix yet, that's a good oh, one, Eric. we just watched that. Yeah. That was the last thing we watched. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the step works. Fuller House. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> how about, uh, so you talk, you talked about Dave. Uh, uh, anybody else in the band that you're, you're, you're staying in touch with? I stay in touch with everyone, yeah. Okay. Course. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, that's, that's my family. Those are my brothers. Yeah. We can add another. Fa- we should introduce Gary to. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 He's a member of, of the one of our. Oh, Gary! <laughs> no, you, you don't want that, Eric. Don't worry about we that. Don't want to do that to him? <laughs> Stay friends with the guy. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, obviously, we're, we're just uh, anytime some some good new stuff is coming up, we're we're happy to hear about the new music, new shows, new movies, anything just uh, to keep the entertainment alive. Uh, and you're obviously able to continue to do that and. Um, there's a video for the new song, uh, heaven ain't going to save us as well. Is that, uh, did you create that? Is that, is that part of your creative uh, process is doing videos? Um, it, it was done by a, a young woman in Philadelphia named Haley Momsen. Okay. And I, I stumbled across her, another friend of mine, he's got a band called Jamie and the Guarded Heart. He uh, he sent me his, his song and, uh, and the video that went with it, and it, it, I had already wanted to do a video, a collage video, uh, doing use, just using campaign posters and 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 pictures of protests from you know going going back to, in time as far as I could get them, and I stole a bunch of stuff off the internet. I started putting it all into iMovie, and then I saw her video, and I said, "This is the person to do this for me." And when she said "Yellow Submarine," I was like, "Yeah, you're you're on." Okay. And uh, she, she did an amazing job. And I'm looking at a, a lot of pictures of uh, of current events and things that have taken place, but uh, as well as, as some of the older things. But uh, did I read correctly that this song, that uh, Heaven Ain't Gonna Save Us, actually came from four years ago? Yeah, I wrote actually wrote it the day after the election. And, um, you know, the, I think the main the main theme in the song is everybody's got so much to talk about. 
Yeah, and that's not always know, a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, things were were obviously different four years ago. You know, it was, you know, one basically half of the people were going, "Oh my God, how did this happen?" Now the other half of the people are going, "Oh my God, how did this happen?" Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, which that doesn't matter which side you're on. It's going to take more than some some uh, some uh, celestial intervention to make this work. And people really do have to have to talk and figure out common ground and, and yes. move forward. Right. Eric, if, if, you're, if you're writing a song that is sparked by current events, do you have to make a concerted effort to try to make sure that it's not, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking at, that it doesn't have an expiration date, that you can come back to this four years later and it's still relevant, you know? Yeah, I mean, whenever I write a song, I... I try to make it timeless. I, I want it to work. I, I want it some, in the best case scenario is it'll, it'll work with whatever's going on at the time, but then five, 10, 20, a hundred years down the line, it'll still make sense. It'll st- still ring true. So you wouldn't write something like I'm currently talking to president Steve. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be the song because you, 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 that, well, that, that ends too quickly. Well, it depends. You know, there there have been Prestons and Steves throughout history. And <laughs> I like your larger view of things. Think about that. The Eric. classic Prestons and Steves throughout <laughs> history. The Preston and Steve multiverse. Absolutely, yes. And yeah. and one of those multiverses, we own the entire planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, think about it. You know, you had uh, Dean and Jerry. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, George and Gracie. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be Gracie in this relationship, Preston. Say goodnight, Gracie. Gracie. <laughs> goodnight, Gracie. Yeah, uh, love it. Uh, that's cool. Well, listen. Uh, when so the album is going to be coming out, uh, hopefully sometime in the spring. That's just projected for now. I mean, everything keeps getting pushed back, but music seems to be the one. Well, no, actually, no. We have seen a lot of things that have been pushed back, even even music releases. Is that a hopeful uh, time frame? That's very realistic. The album's okay. done. All right. Um, you know, and and I would, you know, my my old school mentality said put the whole album out, but that's not the way you do it nowadays. You know, you do a single, then you do another single, then you do another single. You really want to milk it for all it's worth. Right. Right. Uh, it says the, you... good news, the good news is the good news about this is if I happen to land on another song that knocks another one out of the out, out of the uh, out of the uh, the playground, great. Yeah, no, yeah. that's cool. And, and, and what we're hearing from uh, from the first single, it sounds really, really solid. And it can currently be streamed on uh, Apple Music and Spotify. And by the way, Spotify is in Stockholm. Uh, I've been there. Uh, my cousin's friend yeah. worked there and gave us a tour of it. They're still oh. talking about it. Uh, did you have you been by their offices, Eric? I've been. I walk by their offices all the time. In fact, I'm, uh, from here, I'm going to go. I'm going to a movie theater about across the street from there. Um, I've been to their old offices when they when they first opened up here before they were available in the states. Uh, it's pretty cool. They have one of those very modern type of Swedish sort of. Uh, well, it's just it's wild. There's yeah. it's like one room is all Mario Brothers. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. And and there's like a big atrium, even though it's a uh, it's a high rise building. There's this atrium and. The middle where you can go outside and you're surrounded by buildings, but there's open sky above you. And That's cool. They got all these hammocks out there. And, it's right uh, next to the Durfengargle, right? They have a uh, they, they have a, <laughs> a, a stage uh, where bands can come by and perform. It's really cool. I, I gotta get there. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. They're really good at the, 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 the you know this is in some ways the tech capital of the world, even though Silicon Valley is still Silicon Valley. Yeah. 
right. Well, listen, Eric, uh, happy to hear that you have new music and a, a whole album coming out in the spring. And uh, Heaven Ain't Gonna Save Us is a great tune. And, and uh, we just wanted to get you on and chat a little bit about it. So hopefully we'll see it in the, in the flesh sometime in the near future. Absolutely. Count on it. All Excellent. right. All right. Thanks, man. Eric Bazilian. Yeah. Guys. Take care, buddy. We will see you soon. He's a nice guy. He's a super nice guy. Absolutely. And that Swedish accent, you can hear it. Oh, <laughs> thick as anything. Hey, I wanted to go back uh, to something we were talking about a moment ago uh, with Kath, Kathy and the mystery smells. Right. You figured and, it out? No, I didn't oh. figure it out. But uh, Kathy is also very sensitive to strong and pungent smells. Yes. And sometimes candles can give her a headache or she right. hates being around them. Well, the candle company Flaming Crap has revealed a new 2020 scent candle. That's mm. really going to get me. <laughs> uh, they have four smells that are synonymous with this year. Uh, the layered candle includes scents of banana bread, mm. hand sanitizer, do-it-yourself woody musks alongside budget aftershave with an earthy essence, which is in nod to only a scent that Tiger King's Joe Exotic would use to attract his next mate. And these are available right now? They're available now. All right. I, the banana bread sounds intriguing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the candle, It's actually it's one candle that's all mixed together. So, so as it burns through, you'll get different scents? Oh, I see it. Okay, it's like, like a... Um, yes, yeah. Like a layer cake. So, so as it, I think that's how it works. That's the, the look on, that's the artwork I don't know if the actual candle goes through. It, yeah. did, it does say it's layered. So That's okay, yeah. interesting. Uh, so the company says it's not about the aromas complementing one another because they likely won't. Uh, but they think it works because a, a slightly off scent seems rather fitting for the year of a global pandemic. <clears throat> uh, for anybody baffled by the mixture of the chosen scents, the company says banana bread and hand sanitizer are obviously in reference to the ongoing pandemic and the obsession of baking bread under lockdown. And, of course, having to use hand sanitizer. <laughs> the do-it-yourself woody musks are a nod to the trend of folks doing their own home improvements. Ah. While the budget aftershave and earthy essence is meant to evoke the presence of the Tiger King himself. Hey, when they use the words Tiger King and Joe Exotic, does he get any cut of that at all? Can he they use his name in advertising If, if like he's that? trademarked that name or if he's, I mean... If they're using it for a product they sell, you raise a uh, an interesting point. Except he's I'm in jail. So. Yeah. I, you know what I was just thinking about yesterday? Where's my money? I was just thinking about yesterday. Maybe it's been enough time uh, that I've let that breathe to where maybe going back and watching some of it again. Because the scene <laughs> where his lover, he's he, he had uh, in a horrible accident, dies. It's oh, a spoiler God. alert for you. Yes. And they're at the funeral and he starts taking him out. And I forgot the kid's name, you know. And but he would yeah. say, and and you know, Jeff would take them nuts out from time to time and yeah. show them to you. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. With his mother sitting in the front row, he next to his balls out and squeeze the balls. And they, I see the family's here. Yeah, I, God bless you. I'm, I'm sitting there going, did he yeah. just yeah. say that? He's a he, yep. Yeah, he take them. Travis. Nuts. Oh my God, yeah. Travis. Travis. He'd take them nuts out and show them to you. Toss my salad furiously. He was a wonderful man. And I'm just like, oh my. God, this at his really funeral happened with, and the, with the guy's mother, and they're sitting yeah. there like, uh, I mean, w- w- what? Yeah. what? What? What is this subject matter? Yeah, and then I he's just, got a faux uh, priest pre- collar. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got a priest collar. Uh, I, you know what? I didn't even <laughs> think of that. Well, that's normal looking. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even think of that. And, and, and 
maybe it's time. Maybe, maybe there's been enough time because Go I was also oh thinking. I was also thinking the other day of the, the fact that he was wearing that EMS yeah. leather yeah. EMS Listen. jacket. Yeah, when well, you need EMS, he's yeah. got an outfit. When you need a priest, he's got an outfit. Whatever it is. Does he have a gun in yeah. his belt? He's always he always had a gun. This he is would, the, I, walk around popping off shots. I know. Yeah. But he's at a funeral for a gentleman who shot himself. And dressed as a priest wearing a gun. <laughs> Talking oh about putting his nothing on Okay. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> I will have to... Uh... Yeah, maybe it's time mm-hmm. to revisit. The when is the, when is the will the the, uh, the movie? It's Nicholas Cage playing Joe Exotic, right? Yes. When is that movie coming out? Damn good question. They, they 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 have been filming things. Yeah. Right? What a year! <laughs> <laughs> this happened this year. Joe Exotic was not that long ago. I mean, you cannot even. I, I was thinking about this earlier, Nick. It's hard to take in the length and breadth of what a staggering S show 2020 has been. Kobe. Kobe was in January. Started the year and then has just kept going. It's just... I was, yeah. I, yeah I, so, I so the whole the joke about 2020, which, by the way, Casey, pull up the um, Michael J. Fox clip that we have over here. Yep. The joke of 2020... Has run kind of thin on me, right? Um, but then when you put it like that, <laughs> and, and you start to actually list the things, not only the 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 weird things that have happened and the bad things that have happened, but how long ago it seems like they had happened. Yes, it really, it really is that year. Stop and go, stop and think about us in this studio right at the outbreak of all this, and um, you know, it, it was just a, a fog. We had no idea. That seems like it was eight years ago. Kathy and, and uh, who all went down to Florida? Well, <laughs> who went to spring Kathy training? Marissa. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy and Marissa went to spring training. You got sick. I got. I was out of work for two weeks. Well, at the beginning of when this broke, yeah. we were holding down the show. God, God almighty. Yeah, I remember talking to Dr. Mike like almost every day. We would yeah. check in with him because yeah. it was all, we didn't know what the hell was going on. I went to see Mike. I'd gotten symptoms i felt terrible and i'm like i'm gonna go see him and it was just as as covid was becoming a rumor and mike's like you got to put this mask on and i was like oh, okay well you know what the wolfman mask yeah <laughs> put it on <laughs> now doggy you're funny i love it uh and um and then it started and then it then it fell apart from there. Yeah. So here's a clip of Nas has a little new, Nas X. Yeah, he has a, a a song coming out. Right. And it has to do with him. The video is him turning and being handed Santa Claus, like in the Santa Claus, the movie. Exactly. So he comes through like a, a time portal, and he's you know he's got his cowboy character, and uh, and he he's encountering a few people, and I guess I, he he ends up taking over for Santa. I guess gets thrown out of a bar or shot or something. Yeah. And I guess he's dead on the yeah. on the street, and uh, <laughs> and he picks up the hat and it says, you know, Naz, you are the next Santa, and so it's like the. Um, uh, it's like the Santa Claus, yeah, and it, but it's also a nod to Back to the Future Three, yes. And so all of a sudden they they swing over and there's Michael J. Fox sitting there, what? dressed yeah. as his character from uh, from Back to the Future th- Three, and the, and then he says this. Oh, is this the whole thing? No, just a little bit leading up. Okay. Hey, it's a holiday. I got holes in the control, yeah. That's whatever you do, Nas, don't go to 2020. <laughs> hey, it's another way. So that's Michael J. Fox saying, whatever you do. Uh, control, yeah. Whatever you do, Nas, don't go to 2020. 
<laughs> Whatever you do. God. It really has just been insane. <laughs> I had to put my cat to sleep this year. I thought he had COVID for a moment. I swear to God, it was like because we didn't Did know. Did you diagnose? No, no. Honey, give me the hammer. Nobody knew. <laughs> well, I mean, that was also a weird process as well. I mean, they, they did it outside. Um, I, I brought him in. I had to basically leave the cat right. carrier yeah, at the front right. door, ring the doorbell. They came and grabbed him. Gave him a one service, said, yeah, we have to put him down. And then they brought him out to a little courtyard in the back. And I sat there on, on the table. But at the time, we didn't know anything about anything, right? Yeah. And, and so we didn't know. We had heard. Uh, all right. So we had heard that the Tigers in the Brooklyn Zoo had had COVID. Was, did we ever right. find out if that was yes. true or not? Uh, yeah. Yes. And so there's, there were there's some rare, cases. rare yeah, uh, cases with that. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, but uh, that's why they, at that point, were recommending that you get penguins instead. Right. <laughs> right. As family pets. It's not uncommon. You know, you, the people have chickens, so you can make a little penguin coat. Oh, my Penguins are just frozen chickens. Yeah, that's oh, right. Timmy. All right, anyhow, it's been Informal wear. I think we could use some cookies to cheer ourselves yeah. up. So <laughs> why don't I give away a $30 gift card for Ginny's Cookies and Cream. I uh, like cookies, Ginny. Their website is ginnyscookies.com. Uh, and by the way, Ginny is spelled G-I-N-N-Y. Uh, and let's do call number 12, 215-263-WMMR, and we'll set you up. And don't forget, nothing says holidays like fresh batch of handmade cookies. My God, did they bring a lot of cookies here. And they're sensational. Oh. I mean, they're really, really, between manna and these guys today, for, oh. you, you've got all your baking needs done for the holidays. Send a taste of home anywhere in the U.S. They're great for corporate gifts, too. So go to Jenny'sCookies.com, and you can send a sweet treat to everyone on your list. MMR listeners, if you want to get 40% off, it's good today only, but you had to use the code Annabelle. <laughs> A-N-N-A-B-E-L-L-E. Annabelle. That, it spells moon. All right, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so let's get you on board. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment, and uh, we'll take a trip into the bazaars, if that recap of 2020 wasn't enough. Yes. Uh, but we'll return shortly. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. ACDC. Royal Blood. Deftones. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Um, let's do the Bizarre File. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Or is it Metabo? It's their power bizarre. tools from Germany. I don't know. I've, I've, I'm not familiar. Me neither. Mm. Okay. They but are it, high quality, though. <laughs> Let's, does say that, yeah. let's go with the uh, Bizarre File brought to you by <clears throat> Cinch Propane Home Delivery Service. They make life so much easier. It's Kinch. No, no, no. no it's Cinch. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, never leave your house for propane ever again. Visit Cinch.com. That's spelled C-Y-N-C-H.com. They're awesome. Uh, let's start with this guy, a Florida man. Had a meltdown on Wednesday when his local Checkers hamburger restaurant ran out of lettuce. <laughs> I'm going to kill you! Police Seriously. say Henry uh, Ars Caballero had started screaming and beating on the windows of the Tampa Bay Area burger restaurant. You're all going to die! When he found out that they were out of lettuce. According to the criminal complaint obtained by the smoking gun, Checkers employees called... Where's my blankie? Uh, called the police because they feared for their safety. 
Ars Caballero was charged with disorderly conduct and resisting an officer without violence. <laughs> He just he wanted his lettuce and his blanket so bad. All right, here's a follow-up. This is terrible. Okay, so right. do you remember the the co-founder of Salt Life? Uh, yes, who uh, uh, yeah. murder, right? Yeah, he was he was arrested for murder. An 18 year old woman uh, at a Singer Island hotel. Michael Hutto was uh, booked in the county jail on Sunday. He was arrested on manslaughter charges in Jacksonville. He's accused of shooting Laura Grace Duncan at the hotel. Um, the 18 year old woman was found dead of a single gunshot wound inside the hotel. Uh, her father had requested a welfare check on his daughter after he hadn't heard from her for several days. Using her cell phone's location, her father was able to track her down to the Hilton where police found her lying dead on the floor with a gunshot wound to the stomach. Now, the room had been rented in Hutto's name, and his wallet and identification card were inside the room. An investigation revealed that one day earlier he had been uh, he had uh, been taken to the hospital after um, deputies found his car illegally parked in a gas station parking lot. He was reportedly reported to have been twitching, making delusional comments, and crying while his eyes were rolling into the back of his head. Uh, according to a detective, he told them, oh, my God, I think I hurt my Gracie. And then he began to cry. Now, Lut- the reason I b- include this is because the weird thing he had to say. He told detectives he and Duncan were headed to the Florida Keys to visit some of his friends when they stopped at the Hilton. After spending time together on the beach, Hutto said they were, quote, playing inside of the hotel room as if they were shooting with their finger and a gun. So they were playing like pew, pew, yeah. you know, uh, with a gun. Uh, Hutton told detectives that Duncan was sitting on the counter in the bathroom when he pointed the gun at her and it fired, shooting her. He said he then put the gun in his backpack, left her in the room, drove until he ran out of gas. Duncan's father told police that Hutto, who was her boyfriend, had been uh, giving her drugs to keep her sedated. Wow. Was he taking drugs as well? I don't know. Because it sounds like it if you're having a finger gun versus real gun shootout. Or he was just lying about it, and he shot her for some other reason. So right. uh, I don't know, but uh, he's expected to make his first appearance in court this week. So he does have very white teeth, judging by his. We'll follow that story. Photo. Yes, he does for his uh, mugshot. Uh, more than a century after it was dispatched by a German soldier, a message sent via carrier pigeon was just found by chance. How old is that pigeon? Uh, no, the pigeon's <laughs> long dead. Oh. They just found the message. It did finally land. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Holy hell. They've been playing for 100 years. I got lost. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, in September, a... <laughs> They're landing in Normandy. <laughs> just in what? time. What do you mean? What? It's over? In September, a couple out for a stroll uh, in the eastern French Alsace region. I don't know. I'm, I'm right, sure I've got to add that to my there. list. Alsace. See Star Wars. Alsace and Lorraine. Alsace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got the <laughs> yeah. Winter Soldier. Got to listen to uh, some Trouble Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, came across a, a tiny aluminum capsule in a field. In- aluminum. Inside was the message written in barely legible German on a kind of tracing paper. The message appears to carry the date 1910 or 1916. Uh, Dominique Jardy, who is the curator of the Ling Museum, uh, described the find as super rare. He told the paper the capsule was likely to have come 
to the surface of the soil over time, as have many military remains from the First World War. He thinks it's from 1910. It's super rare. Uh, the soldier was based in... Uh, in- oh, it was uh, World War One. you said? Yeah. Okay. The soldier was based in Ingersheim, uh, then part of Germany, but now in France. Uh, the museum commemorates the battle for the hilltop of the Le Ling in the Vos... Uh, What's that? Liling. 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 Legs. Liling. Trench warfare. Lily. Vosges' mountains. I didn't never took French, so please bear with me. In 1915, <laughs> one of the bloodiest encounters of the 1914-18 war. Yes. Uh, the couple brought their find to the museum where the message and its container will now become an exhibit. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the, um, the pigeon was a traitor and purposely didn't... <laughs> One last story. A tuxedo cat from Washington State hitchhiked 2,500 miles to Alaska. Uh, Christina and Josh Clevenger said their cat, Panda, was missing for more than a week before ending up at a Home Depot in Kenai. Uh, he had made the long journey after ending up at a shipping container. Mm. A veterinarian in Alaska was able to scan Panda's microchip and set up his flight home. So that is why it. those microchips do work. Yeah, they so do. So when you get a pet or you adopt an animal, make sure you microchip them. Absolutely. I need to. F- I think our dogs are microchipped. <laughs> I'm not, not. Rochelle would have done that, but I, I'm pretty sure that they are. Are you they can, fixed? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Usually, when you well, at least with my cats, anyway, when we took we them both. for that, they yeah. did it both at the same time. Yep. Yep. All right, uh, we got to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll see if you've been paying attention. Lesson question is next, and more. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Still some time to get in on winning our tattoo for Tattoos Day today. So text the word tattoo to 39333. Shortly we get a winner for that. But in the meantime, we need to get a winner for something else. Somebody who's been listening all morning long. And we test you with the lesson question to see what you have learned from today's program. And by the way, we're giving away as a prize a stream code for the Metallica Helping Hands concert and auction streaming live beginning Saturday at 5 p.m. And it is their first worldwide pay-per-view event. So, question that we have for you this morning is, the Odds and Ends store now features homemade tampons and what flavored birth control pills? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. The Odds and Ends store now features homemade tampons and what flavored birth control pills? 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call. Let's see if you know, and we'll do the trash while you are calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by autopartsexpert.com. Hard to find. Brand name parts available same day. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch was broken into over the weekend and used for a music video shoot by rapper Deshard. Deshard claims he was given permission to use Neverland Ranch by a disembodied vision of Michael Jackson's butthole. Oh. <laughs> this is wild. The iconic San Francisco Victorian home used for Full House and Fuller House, <clears throat> as you mentioned earlier, Preston, is sold for $5,350,000. According to the realtor, the house still has the original scratch marks on the inside of the closet door where the Olsons were locked. Oh. Hey, yo. 
And finally, an original issue of Detective Comics 27 featuring the first appearance of Batman sold over the weekend for $8 million, uh, excuse me, $849,990.90. The purchase says he bought the comic book with money he saved on never having to buy condoms. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right, to the phones we will go and look for an answer. The odds and end store now features homemade tampons and what flavored birth control pills. I am going to go to, let's go to Jim. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Jim. What flavor are the birth control pills? So, of course, that's licorice-flavored birth control. You are correct, sir. Licorice-flavored. Hang on, my man. We're going to set you up, bud. You're good to go with the stream code for the... Metallica, Helping Hands, concert and auction streaming live beginning Saturday at 5 p.m. The band's first ever worldwide pay-per-view event. And the special acoustic show benefits the band's foundation all within my hands. Ticket packages are on sale now, including an auction with some awesome items. 100% of the money raised goes to help someone in need. Tickets information at Metallica.com slash A-W-M-H. And one grand prize winner, by the way, this week. It's upgraded to VIP, which includes presence on the virtual fam wall for one song, an event T-shirt by artist Wolf Skull Jack, and a download of the show and more. Let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Brought to you, Music News, brought to you by your local Deeds and Watson Real Philly Delis. They are open for takeout. You can taste four generations of family recipes made with love. And show your support for local business, realphillydeli.com. Deeds and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The Foo Fighters have already confirmed their new album, Medicine at Midnight, will be released on February 5th. And according to Dave Grohl... It will be a new sound for the band. He said, I honestly think that we are capable of doing almost anything. If we put our minds to it, we can kind of chameleon and turn into a death metal band, or we could be like the Carpenters. We just have to decide, come together, and make the decision like, all right, which way do we want to go? Which way we're going to turn the wheel? And this time, we did it to make this party record. Uh, Dave recently compared the album to David Bowie's Let's Dance. He added, uh, we're lucky in that everybody in the band has diverse influences and everybody loves different kinds of music. Today at 2 p.m., Pierre Robert had a conversation with Dave Grohl that will air. And they talk about the new song and the new album. They'll also spend some time time with uh, what Dave's been up to in quarantine. Uh, also on the agenda of discussion is Fresh Pots. <laughs> and uh, the Camp Out for Hunger, too. Nice. That's great. Nice. Chatting about all kinds of stuff. Press, did you happen to catch their... A performance at all on Saturday Night Live? I did. Okay. The the times like these, Excellent. I thought was just amazing. It was just him acapella for what seems like, like three quarters of the song. Well, yeah. I mean, over two minutes. I, I we have audio of it, and I've I've fast forwarded in to basically maybe like the last verse before the band kicks in, right? Which was I just thought it was just awesome. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. It's times like these.
Yeah, it sounded really big and full. Yeah. It, it was cool. Yeah. And I had never heard him. I've, I've heard them lead into it a little slower before, but I've never heard him do that quite of a... Yeah, um, slow lead in. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're, they're on it, man. Uh, the first single from Medicine at Midnight is called Shame, Shame. They also played that, and <clears throat> we played the single uh, yesterday. It's a really cool and different-sounding song. So Yeah, it, definitely more unique for... You still have that Foo Fighters feel, but it's yep. just different. Yep. Uh, with ACDC's new album, Power Up, drummer Phil Rudd, who battled both drug and legal issues, is back behind the kit for the first time since 2015. He revealed that it was at the funeral for the band's late guitarist Malcolm Young back in 2017 that he worked his way back into the band. Uh, he said, uh, Angus and I had a good chat at Mal's funeral, and we caught up, and there was all kinds of crazy ass going on, but since then, I got it together and put a little band together. I went to Europe. Did a little playing stuff and and getting an album. And I got caught up with Angus at the funeral. We were sort of chatting away, and somehow he just sort of asked me if I was up for an album. He started writing the next day in the studio, and we got it together, and here we go. Uh, Rudd, one of Rock's steadiest drummers, was asked to name some of his earliest influences. He said, well, we got Ringo, Charlie Watts, Ian Pace... Just those 60s guys, British rock guys. And Ringo's sort of always a special kind of dude. He was great. They're the rock guys of everybody. Said he had a really great attitude. He went on to talk about the legendary Beatles drummer recalling, I saw him play with Carl Perkins and Eric Clapton on that 1985 Carl Perkins birthday show they did. Said he's just hot. He's on it. I share that to people that he's really got something happening, Ringo. He has really got something extra special going on. I keep hearing Charlie Watts' name brought up, uh, especially lately. Um, And you don't don't hear his name, I I don't think, enough, maybe. Uh, And I don't know what your thoughts are. In the pantheon of great drummers? Yeah. Um, So, like, I'll, I'll give you these three examples. Phil Rudd, Charlie Watts, and Ringo Starr. They played exactly what the music called for. They didn't do any more than they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that they can't do any more than they needed to do, but they respected the music and they provided exactly what it needed. So ACDC's drums are very simple. They're they're very... They're, there's nothing fancy about them at all. Doesn't need it. It's outstanding music. You know, yeah. it played exactly what was called for. Charlie Watts, same thing with the Rolling Stones. He actually did some really, really cool, clever things. Uh, and Ringo, same way. Most of it's pretty straight ahead, but some signature stuff in there that people overlook and non-drummers may not realize that are actually on the technical really cool. Not necessarily really, really difficult, but but um, uh, unique and, and, and fit in to have a musical presence. Uh, with Charlie, I had heard, and I believe the term was he has a great feel for um, yeah. the drums, and I, I don't necessarily know what that means, but... Yeah. Mm. All drummers know that Charlie Watts has his own style. You can just see by he, he does this lift with his right hand uh, right. When, when he's playing on the hi-hat that uh, that nobody else really did. So it's kind of funny. You can you can visually imitate Charlie Watts on the okay. drums. And Ringo, too. One of the funniest impressions I've ever seen. I told you I watched, um, uh, who's the guy who's on SNL that, used, that was a drummer? Um, oh, um, oh, Fred Armisen. Yeah, yes. Fred Armisen. Right. I, I, he had a special that was comedy for drummers. I thought it was... Dumb. It, okay. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> yeah. even find it that funny at all. But he does an impression of Ringo playing that I was howling at because yeah. the way he shakes his head and everything. It was just. It was excellent. So, 
Uh, but yeah, Charlie Watts is a great drummer. A fantastic drummer. All right, and then one last thing. Hang on, everybody. Yeah? You ready for this? All right. It's looking like Miley Cyrus's Plastic Hearts album may be a rock record. Uh-huh. Oh I God. knew she was going to do that. The singer dropped a pretty big hint on Twitter on Monday when she responded <laughs> to a fan. Hey, I got something to tell you. I just didn't like this. I'm taking a bit of a departure in the next song. It's going to be rock and roll. <laughs> it's going to be rock and roll? Rock and roll. And roll. Yeah, baby. Yes. grassroots. Yeah. That music is just visceral. Um, so she dropped a pretty big hint on Twitter Monday when she responded to a fan who wrote, Girls don't want boyfriends. Girls want Miley Cyrus to release an entire rock album. And Cyrus replied, F, yes, your wish is my command, baby. I am not, I am not opposed to it. I think, honestly, the more that somebody like her who can serve as a bit of a catalyst yep. uh, into a rock, and she's not, she's not kidding around. She legitimately... Is a fan of rock. Whether you like the end product, that can be discussed. But her zeal, I think, is authentic. As I was dry heaving while reading this story this morning, <laughs> right, I thought of that exact same thing. Yeah, Steve. yeah. Who was it a while back that had a song that we were very surprised about? That was a rock record, and I I, de- I defended it staunchly. Who a female? No, it was okay. a, it was male, and it was not a rock group. Who was it? And it sounded really cool. It was a pop. It was a flat-out pop man. That's going to drive me crazy. You're not talking about Machine Gun Kelly, are you? Nope. Okay. Mm-mm. It was it was further back than that. Al Capone? Nope. Not that far back. <laughs> Reel it in a little bit. All right. Babyface Nelson. Uh, Chuck would know. Uh, so maybe he would be able to tell. But but it was a it was a pop band, and uh, they did they just did a one-off song, and it had a real cool rock flavor to it but did anyhow we, did we play it yeah we did we played around with it and in fact um the station may have played jackie bam bam would know it too probably uh but anyway uh she's she, talking about me. <laughs> hang on nick let me let me see if text messages uh, maybe somebody knows is it was, ed sheeran i think it was ed sheeran oh so yeah connor i think or, yeah, or marissa it. got it okay ed sheeran, bruno mars, yeah. chris stapleton and bruno mars that yeah. was it thank you thank you thank you so, as I was thinking, as I said, as I was drive-heaving thinking about this morning, I was thinking about when that song came out and people were kind of crapping on it, um, I, I backed it up because here are pop people playing straight-up rock songs. And we should embrace that. And we should embrace that. And I, I will do the same thing with Miley. I don't really care for... There are some things in her voice I don't like. Sometimes I like it. I, really, I don't like her. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's okay. If, if, it, if it bridges... Between formats, it yeah. makes rock more palatable to a pop ear than I'm all for. It. She's telling people when she's telling her fan base to check out Metallica yeah. and check out yeah. other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, man, you know that's that's worth a, an effort. Yep, I'm all right with it. Yeah, this was. Uh... <laughs> I thought this was cool. It's a good sounding song. Yeah. All right, so anyhow, she, uh, Miley, has already dipped her toe into rock waters by releasing her cover. Dude, uh, I'm going in all the way up to my vodge. <laughs> rock and roll, baby. Uh, rock and roll. But <laughs> put the filter on when you do that. I think it's a, something about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Rock and roll. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Devil horns. 
Devil horns. Devil horns. Oh, devil horns. Yeah. Devil dogs. Devil hooks? Like to pastry. Devil dogs. Devil dogs, okay. Ring dings. <laughs> ring dings. I, like ring I got ding. that one. So, um, uh, oh, chocodiles, you remember those? Thank you. Yeah. It's like a chocolate covered crocodile. <laughs> no, it was a chocolate covered Twinkie. All right. I'm just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Funny bones. Yeah. I remember funny bones. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. <laughs> I did like funny bones, Casey, and I'm not yeah. a fan of artificial. Um, Ever. I mean, it was obviously some sort of uh, peanut-like paste right. that they put in there, but it was good. Mm. <laughs> Can you say peanut butter like it? Peanut butter. <laughs> That's how you keep yourself safe on the bus. Oatmeal cream pies. Hey, they make like a, <laughs> like uh, king-size oatmeal cream pies these days. Yeah, really. Like, yeah. how big would that be? Like, size of, like, a hamburger or something? Uh, like a quarter pounder. Yeah. No, I mean, not that thick. Not thick, but... But that, they just... They're comfort They wise. beefed it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to rock and roll. Miley Cyrus. Uh, so, she has um, played around a little bit. She did a cover of The Cranberry Zombie, which had some cool moments in it, and uh, as a single, and she was telling Interview Magazine that she plans to do an entire album of Metallica covers. She did. There's a mix-up. Uh, there, there's a mix-up <laughs> of her with Stevie Nicks, uh, Edge of Seventeen, yeah, and yeah. a song that she did. It's not bad. Uh, Plastic Hearts will be available on November 27th, so if it's like an all-rock album, they will be finding out very, very soon. But, the corner, baby. but she has started tweaking her look a little bit. She's going a little bit more black colored clothing and and uh, you know the, the dark fingernails. And so she seems yeah. to be. She looks like Madonna. Ha- oh yeah, in this picture she does look like Ma- Madonna. You're right. Madonna. She says I'm a just censored. I think also Gwen Stefani. She looks a little like that. This just seems like a little bit disingenuous. And I, listen, I, I like I Miley Cyrus. I, I'm a I'm a fan. I like the way her her. Voice sounds. I like the tone of everything, um, but you know, it's, she's just playing this part for a little uh, while. Again, I, if if she wasn't working, she's definitely been over the course of the past couple of years. Yeah. I know they're going to be detractors, but I I think her love of rock and roll is legitimate, and I think she's trying to do something. And again, any effort that bridges that, yeah. uh, brings in a new audience through her sure. to, to rock. You, there's. I see no downside. Well, let me ask you, Steve. Um, Chris Gaines. Yes. Right? Was that, I mean, it was the Garth Brooks alter ego. I, I think was it, that a rock thing? Yes, yes. it was an old okay. album. I think it actually would have been. It I been, understand I, the reason for it. For, so, so Garth Brooks created this alter ego, if you don't remember. Chris Gaines, and he released a whole bunch of alternative type rock music. To me, it would have been better if you just I just Garth released Brooks. it as Garth Brooks. Yeah. I want to try something different. Maybe he felt he needed that layer of protection so he could go, ah, it's just screwing around. Yeah, yeah you he, know. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure of it. And and if it would have really worked, they probably would have embraced it. Right, yeah. And he would have, you know, been himself doing it. But it was it was kind of a joke type thing, I guess. Anyway, we'll see. Can't talk about rock and roll. Woohoo. baby. Funny bones. Funny bones. <laughs> no, you're just saying stuff. No, you're just saying stuff. Star Cracker, Cracker Chalkies. Right. Star Crunch. Star Crunch, baby. Snowballs. Snowballs. That's what Frosty has. Yeah, that's a Frosty has. Snowballs. Wait a minute. Our hotline's ringing. Are we in trouble or does somebody want to add something to it? Hold Did on a I second. book a... Hey, Marissa's putting her finger up in the air, which means she's going to... 
Send the call. Or she's over trying to see which way the wind's blowing. Tell us oh, okay. oh, no, it's uh, this is Sarah. Oh, yeah. Uh, from uh, Jackson's program, Sarah Parker. Hang on a second. Our, our designated rock chick. Hey, yes. Sarah. You guys are driving me nuts with this Miley Cyrus stuff. She's Why? Awesome. I would add a rock single on MMR in a heartbeat. Wow, real? I'm surprised. Sarah's a big, yeah, and I've seen you, and I, I I agree with you supporting this. I mean, so am I? Is my point legitimate about her? She's she's authentically a fan of rock. She is, and I don't know. I think it was 2014. She inducted Joan Jett into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and when that was first announced, I was like, ah, I don't know about this. You know what? That speech was awesome. It was authentic. And since then, uh, that was six years ago, and she's collaborated with a whole bunch of rock artists, some that aren't really in the mainstream, like Lara Jane Grace of Against Me. And she just nails it every time. I know her voice is a little raspy. <laughs> Not for everybody, but I love it personally. No. Okay. So, I, yeah, I think we're covering all sides of the argument here on that. But I, I, I like the fact that, again, so you are the rock chick, as Preston, you know, said in the introduction, everyone knows you obviously here on the on the station, but you you embrace all this and anything that's going to bring in potential new listeners, that's a good thing. Exactly, and I never want to be a gatekeeper like, oh, you have to look this way, you have to be a rock fan since birth. I don't care how old you are, I don't care how you dress, come on, come in, let's do this thing together. And right. if Miley Cyrus wants to be a part of it and wave <laughs> that flag for us, I'm all for it. All right. Rock and roll, baby! How's Jackson going to react to this? Yeah. Hey, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Probably. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't listen to that. Shut up, Jackson! <laughs> I'm used to being antagonized by him, so it's all right. <laughs> but, Preston Steve, you guys are the rock guys of everybody, so... Right. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm okay if, if it's good. I just, I, I don't care for her, but like I said, if uh, if you want to if you want to put out rock music, I'm all for it. You know what, Preston? I'll put together a little Miley playlist for you, and we'll see if we can get... That's okay. Yeah. But thank you, sir. <laughs> no, I'll check it out. Thank awesome. you, Sarah Parker, Yay! music director, WMMR. Right Check here. out her, her rock videos, by the way, her rock yes. updates. Her rock awesome. music. Yep, news, it's awesome. It's excellent. And she wore a President Steve shirt recently for one of them, which is cool. All right, that's it. That's all I got for you. This music news is done, man. All right, um, and no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do Tattoos Day. I'm going to hang on. Tattoos, well, that's not how you do Tattoos Day. Tattoos oh, you're right. Day. Yeah, we yeah. Ju- never mind. I was singing Secret Text Work. Hey, let's give away a $30 gift card for Ginny's Cookies and Cream. If you win this, this will be one of the greatest days of your life. Caller 17. Nothing says holidays like a fresh batch of handmade cookies. You can send a taste for Nothing! Anywhere, anywhere in the U.S. They're great for corporate gifts, too. You almost sound like Rambo there for a second. Nothing! Yeah. Nothing's better than cookies for the holidays. Uh, go to Ginny's Cookies. Nothing is over! Nothing is over! <laughs> cookies for the holidays! Jenny's Cookies. Jenny's Cookies.com to send a sweet treat uh, to everyone on your list. And MMR's listeners use the promo code Annabelle for uh, 40 dollars. 40%. Annabelle. 40% off, not $40 off. You just made a ridiculous offer. Yes, I did. <laughs> That'd be suicide. Like it was over there in Nam when I was deep in the bush fighting Charlie and eating my cookies. Call <laughs> 17 to 215 wmr You're going to win. We're going to take a break. What you need? You need something? I need that winner sheet. Really? Oh, there you go. We're gonna take a break, and we'll be back in a second, and then we'll get our winner for Tuesday. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, beginning Monday, November sixteenth, at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. More this year than most. We really need your help to make Camp Out a success. 
You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme during October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes right to fill abundance to purchase food that's a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. As we are coming to the end of our broadcast day, but setting you up with somebody who's going to take good care of you in a moment. But before we bring him in, I would like to thank our guest, Mr. Eric Bazillion. Like a bazillion. uh, Yeah, it's like a bazillion. Uh, who is on the show this morning? Called us from uh, Stockholm, Sweden. Yes, new, new song called "Heaven Ain't Gonna Save Us." And uh, longtime friend of this radio station, and of course, they uh, he was saying he's going to have an album out, and uh, I believe in February is when that's uh, planned. We should offer him the copy of when he did uh, "What If God Was One of Us" during the Possum Bowl. Yes, he came here and sang it. Uh, for us live is the halftime entertainment. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> it was awesome actually, uh, and he got it. He he was a, a good sport about it. So uh, thanks to Eric for being on the show. Thank you to uh, Laura Payne is from Mana. Uh, the yes. pie in the sky uh, is happening the twentieth through I think the twenty fourth is the last day you can order. Twentieth is the last day you can order. Oh, the twenty fourth is when you pick it up. I'm yep. sorry. Uh, so yes, that's going on now, and the pies are fantastic. Uh, and the charity is amazing. They get a contribution. When you buy the pie, you get a great pie that you can share with your family. It's a win-win. They made it easy for you to pick them up. So uh, if you can, order. And the details are at PrestonAndSteve.com. So make sure to check check that out. We're watching our video of Eric Bazilian playing one of us in uh, the <laughs> studio. At the Possum Bowl for yes. time entertainment. Look at look at the possums. Cat. Even they are, they're observing. Yeah, sure do. That was fun. <laughs> they were cute. Oh, God, I disgusting. think they're cute. Yeah. I think they're just perennially uh, taken down because of their rat-like tail, but otherwise yeah. they're wonderful. And we don't forget we had cheerleaders. Oh, my God. Did we have Scott Palmer there calling yeah. the game? Yeah, yeah we did. Oh we did. <laughs> it was a big deal. It was a, ba- it was a big deal. Uh, yeah. Thank you to Jenny's Cookies and Cream. Yeah. Bill, did you see all the cookies out there? Oh, my God. No, man. It's, yeah, it, oh, they're sensational. In the Xfinity Lounge, you will not believe. Enough of this clothes. i got to get a cookie. How much in the way? <laughs> Man's got to get a cookie. Okay. Uh, I did it for the cookie. There's tons of them in there. Do they so, know about the code? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, no, let him come, know. When he comes right, back right, in, I'll right. let him know. He can hear you. Uh, so, Ginny's Cookies and Cream. Remember, if you want 40% off, you use the promo code Annabelle. Annabelle. And uh, you can get forty uh, percent off. So he's flipping us the bird. Uh, Jenny kind of walked out. Yeah, he left. Right. Uh, <laughs> Jenny's cookies dot com. So he doesn't get it. Thanks for those. Uh, we need a winner for Tuesday, and I got it. Woo-hoo! Got a name, Rachel. And this person gets the prize. It is Lou Giacomo. Who is from Pottstown, PA? So congratulations to Lou DiGiacomo. Oh, and uh, he gets... <laughs> he, get, <laughs> he knows somebody named Gary. You have $350. <laughs> you know what? I was at Keswick Cycle yesterday in Paoli, and the guy that was helping me out, his name was Gary, and it didn't even dawn on me. Oh, Gary! Help. All right, so... What happened? We have... A guy named Gary helped you? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, we have a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. 
Uh, They're at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. And you want to check out their artwork, you can visit them at floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. Ladies and gentlemen, Brent Porsche. Hey. Hey. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, is here. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you guys. I'm looking at your pin right there. That's pretty cool. The Preston and Steve pin right behind your monitor. Yeah, this was, uh, this was made a while back by Second Street Pins, and we didn't really, you know, talk about it much on the air because uh, if, if you do this without our permission, you, we can sue you for it. So <laughs> uh, our, our images are, are patented and And revered. And all that stuff. Especially revered. in the Vatican. But it was really nice of them to do this, so thank you, Second Street yeah. Pins. Uh, a little belated, but yeah, it's a Steve and I in a heart. It's a uh, it's a wonderful a gesture. Face. We really appreciate it. Yep. Um, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I, wonderful. Excellent. So I saw Pierre come in yesterday. Yes. And you were doing his show, and yes. I was confused by that. Me too. <laughs> but it turns out he was having a sit down with Dave Grohl. Yeah. And that's going to air today? 2 o'clock. All right. Before we get to what else you have coming up, let's do the letter of the day. Let's do it. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. By the letter E as in Eagles. All right. And we do have a 20-pack of digital movies and TV show seasons, including 300, Beetlejuice, The Goonies, Full Metal Jacket, Batwoman Season 1, and The Flash Season 6, just to name a few if you want the complete list. Click on contests at WMMR.com. So 2 o'clock, the interview. Yes. So uh, I think it's going to span the full hour. They talk about the new wow. album. You mentioned they talk about Camp Out for Hunger, which I think yeah. is super cool. I didn't hear the context of it, but that's neat nonetheless. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be playing the new song, Shame, Shame. I think we're going to be dipping into uh, the other live performance that they did on Saturday Night Live the other night as well. What do you think about that new song, Shame, Shame? Have you heard uh, I, When I first heard it on Saturday Night Live on Saturday night, I was just kind of, eh. You know, it, t- it took me a little bit, kind of mellow for me. Um, but when I heard the studio version of it, which you guys played yesterday as well, and I pl- played it during the afternoon, I like it. It's one of those I need yeah. more spins with it, and I hopefully, you know, it'll it'll show its context with the rest of the album and the rest of the songs. Yeah, right. sometimes yeah. that happens. Yeah. 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 yeah, and you're you're a you're a hard music dude. You like yeah, you but like I like everything. Music. You know right. what I mean? As long as it's good, I enjoy it. You're a cool. big Miley fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm looking forward to that. I heard you guys talking about that. You know, I've seen some of her performances when she performed yeah. during the Chris Cornell. Uh, tribute performance. I think they, she did a Temple of the Dog song or one of them, and she was fantastic. So there you go. Don't knock it until you hear it. You know what I mean? All right. So what else is coming up? Uh, workforce blocks today. We're going to hit some of the listener emails that they sent to Pierre. We got a rush block for you, Press. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do Bon Jovi as well as Papa Roach. Double shots all day coming up at 2 o'clock. Mr. Grohl, Mr. Pierre. All right. Love it for Mr. Porsche. Uh, let me thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show, and by hers. Philly's favorite chip since 1946. Tomorrow's a Wednesday. That means Fox Good Day. That means a secret text word. And we'll also talk to another metalhead besides Brent Porsche. Brian Passane yeah. will be joining us. So we'll uh, see what he's up to. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR.